Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I guess today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Well, well, I'm going to read this copy to prove that I can read copy because it's always a challenge for me. I'm better just... Just trying the product and then talking about it. Oh, and I did try the product. Oh. oh nice. Sure I did. But, I'm gonna, but I want to make sure maybe there's certain things you want me to hit. So as I read this copy, I'm going to tell you my great experience that I had. So it says, HelloFresh is the meal kit <laughs> delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. So I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah, I got it. But I'm being honest. Like, I, Here's the deal. If you don't do this, I still it, it, it's it's still the truth. You're not gonna go try it and then go, how, Todd, how does he talk good about that stuff? And then you try it and it sucks. No, I don't want to send anybody down a path like that. I tried this. Aristotle called me. He goes, Todd, you're gonna get this stuff in the mail. I did. And I get it, because sometimes I'm in the mood to make something, but I don't want to buy the ingredients for it. Even if you need a pinch of something, you gotta go buy a pinch of no. So it's everything's in there. It's in there. The, wow. in there. That's crushed up. That's crushed up. Yes. So I get this thing. Like even the, you need a little bit of wine. You know the type of wine bottle you get on an airplane. That that was in there because that's the amount of wine it needed. Each. So I I was it actually you felt I'll tell you how when I was talking to somebody about it I go I feel like we're in an infomercial because that's what it sounded like we're like it's so easy it actually is easy it's not like people go oh it's easy and you're like it's not that easy it is enthusiastic that's what it is oh, so I guess each week shh, don't interrupt each week HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes I know that's true because I just got a new one two days ago and I tried it and it was uh, veal veal shimpakini so each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take 30 minutes. Can I tell you the truth? And you're going to think I'm just saying it. It was shorter. No! What? But honestly, to George Carlin, it was actually really easy. But the main thing for me, look, going off script here. Is that like I needed two little things of sour cream? I don't even have to tell you what it was for. It was for some like for the fresh thing. Don't be rude. Um, and they were two little packets of sour cream. I didn't even have to measure. And it's all delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box. It, My right here. it was certainly an insulated box. So anyway, listen. Here's the deal. Call to action. Wow, this sounds serious. Um, call to action and special offer to listeners. Oh, oh, of the show. If you listen to the show for $35 off your first week of deliveries. So it's, you go visit HelloFresh.com. You go visit HelloFresh.com and enter glass when you subscribe. I don't mean to yell at the end, but basically you're going to, you're, you're going to like this. Like I have one that I even used two weeks. I used it a week and a half later. 
I just never used it, but everything in it was okay for that amount of time. Most of them I use them within that week when I've gotten them. Right. But sometimes I'll have one that I go, I don't really need it, but I go, oh, everything, the ingredients here, I can do this in a week. Makes Probably sense. longer. And I like the way, and I don't mean to be, I like the sound of it. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. So all I can tell you is from the bottom of my heart, let me tell you something. I hope the Hello Fresh people do hear this. Because I meant every word I said. Can I tell you? I feel like it's given me my life back. <laughs> <laughs> it's given Josh's no. life back. That, just so you don't, gen- just so you don't, so you don't um, misinterpret my genuineness, of course I'm exaggerating on that fact that gave me my life back. But everything else, what it did do was make me not think twice about not eating the same thing every you-know-what night. Yeah. Boring. Oh, I get bored. Yeah. I do. Can I tell you? Can I tell you something? I love Thai food, but it ran its course on me, and it took yeah. 15 years, but it caught up with me. And guess what? That doesn't mean I can't do that. I'll probably still do that. But it makes me try some different things, and you know what? Makes enjoying dinner better. It makes enjoying dinner better. Hello fresh. Hello fresh. Hello fresh. Hello fresh. Hello fresh. Hi, I'm fresh. Hi, fresh. I'm a new food delivery system. Hello fresh. Now that is it opening. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd If he says potato salad or swear to God Those expressions are comedic, little darling If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt Todd's almost always joking when he says edit it out The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted Other podcasts end before his on a phone, but don't worry, the audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association voted the Todd Glass Show number one. So welcome to the show. Well, well, well. Look at you. Well... All I can say is I hope I make you feel a little better. That is my only goal. I will also tell you that I've recorded two openings and erased them. I'm not going to with this. I just have to speak from my heart. I can tell you that on today's show, it's going to be very hard to listen to because I was so optimistic and about that I thought that Hillary was going to win and So optimistic. And I was bummed. I was bummed. I was hurt. I was disappointed. I was disappointed in, in, I guess you could say, the world. But all I remember thinking on Tuesday night was, I really, I was less in the mood for comedy the next day. It it was worse than after 9-11 for me. But... What I did want to hear, I remember saying this Tuesday night, I just want to turn the television off 
and start listening to people that are saying, here's what we can do to go forward. Realistic, tangible ways to go forward with not bullshit positivity, but real, real positivity. And I started doing that yesterday. Someone said, you should listen to this person. You should listen to this. You should listen to that. Here's a great quote. Because that's what I wanted. I wanted to know how do you go forward um, realistically with positive hope that is not bullshit. Hey, you know, pick up your pants and whatever that expression is. But positivity that is so tangible and so realistic. And I think I feel that way now. I still get bummed. I'll still be out of nowhere. You know, I tear up. I think I do that because for a lot of groups that I feel are going to have a hard time now because of who is in office. But here's what I have to say. I don't think we're going to erase everything good we've done. Things like this have probably happened in the past. Probably I was too young to even know it. Or probably I was old enough to know it but didn't get involved. Now I'm involved. And all I can say is this. Since we don't have somebody in office right now that we feel is going to speak for us, we have to speak up. We have to speak up. We have to get involved. And I'm going to give you the most a word I'm going to overuse a lot, the most tangible thing that you can do. And what I mean by that is, hey, look, some people will get involved, some people will march, and that is so unbelievable. Some people start petitions, some people get involved with causes. But if all you can do, and I say this to myself, and I say this to people that are in my close circles, when I feel anybody is... Even too much on the, oh, poor me, boo-hoo. No, no. It's like, when, it's like when President Obama would say, don't boo, don't boo. Boo is, don't boo, don't do shit. Well, that's not what he said. but um, Get involved. And what does involved mean? Look, get involved in gargantual ways and get involved in the most small, minute, doable ways you can. And that is take the streets, take the love to the streets. Be, if it, and you might think, be nice to someone in front of you in the grocery store. Take the love to the streets that way. Let it be. If every single person, that's all they did, and I'm not saying this is all you should do. Believe me, I get it. it's much bigger than this. But if that's all you can do on that day or that hour or that moment, because what could happen is you could be in a funk. Imagine following somebody that's in a funk, and you see them at their house, and they're on their phone, and they're talking to somebody about, man, this has got me really depressed. And you're depressed for a good reason. Because you, you're afraid where the world's going. And no one's saying you shouldn't be. But, and then you followed that person to the grocery store. And they didn't seem to be overly friendly to someone in, behind them in line. There's so many ways. You still have to read people and make sure they want your warmth. But a lot of times people, especially now, are open for it. Go do that. Look, we didn't kill all the people that didn't vote for him, we're still there. We're still a large part of the population. I mean, I think she won the popular vote. That means more people voted for her than didn't. But, so there's a lot. There are. T- Imagine if 90% of the world voted for him. Over half the world didn't, and we're still there. And we can still have our voice heard. 
And that's what we have to do. So anytime I see someone overly depressed, I don't know, no, go out, spread your positivity, sign a petition the next time. Maybe you wouldn't have before. And just, I, I would like nothing more than the people to say, God, you can feel the love. There is still a lot of love. And go out and spread it. Go out and spread it. Not just for two days. Forever. Forever. And, and, and this means, look, I want to be very clear with this. I get it. There's times when you're at a Thanksgiving dinner that maybe you can't say anything because it'll erupt into a fight. But don't think about when you can't. Think about when you could, but you didn't, including me. Because that's how our voice is going to be heard. And we have an army of people that can be out there saying, oh, I don't agree with that the next time somebody says something that's a little sexist or a little racist or says something about Muslims you don't agree with, but in the past you just went, uh... Well, now's not the time to not say anything. And there's still a way to say it. There still is a very civil way to say it. I'm not saying be a loose cannon. But in the most civil, loving, decent, kind way. Because let me tell you something. If you do it in a very civil way that takes maybe... 30 seconds, and then you move on. Like, hey, I just want to let you know is, obviously there's all different types of opinions, but I want to let you know I don't agree with that. But, you know, nevertheless, that's, that's okay. Just, if someone hears that 100 times a month, they're going to know that just because this person's in office and agrees with some of the things they think, that the world that I walk around every day doesn't. And that is gargantually powerful. Do not have to give up. We do not have to turn back and, and erase everything we did. I get it. If you think that's true. And if it was, I would, I would want to acknowledge that. It is not true. We do not have to erase everything we did. Maybe this is important. I'm not going to take a negative and turn it into a positive unless it's legitimate. Because if you do it and it's not legitimate, it doesn't help anybody. But you can't fight a fire if you don't know how big the fire is. I don't think anybody would argue with that. No one would say, oh, no, that's not important. Of course it's important. And maybe we needed to know, again, when I point out that we needed to know what was out there in the world, that doesn't mean to say that it's all negative. We still have really, really great people out there in the world. Like Mr. Rogers said, sometimes we meet people and it reminds us how decent we can be as a species. Well, now's the time to take that to the streets. Not just tomorrow. And I don't want to, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, like, this has to be, first of all, it should be forever. But maybe it took this outcome of this election for us to go, wow, this is still out there. This is what certain groups have been dealing with. They feel the heat on the back of their neck. But now we know, now we know. And you think, well, couldn't we have found out a different way? Maybe not. Maybe not. I know there's people, especially listening to this, they're going, well, Todd, I didn't think the world was rid of of all its hatred. I didn't think just because we have a black president that there was no more racism. I didn't think because... No, 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 I get that. But maybe we still didn't realize what it was. Now we do. So here's what I'm asking. If we need to know how big a fire is to fight it, what would have been another way to find out legitimately what was out there in the world? 
And by the way, even when I speak about those people, I don't want to do it in a nasty, disgusting way. They want what we want. We've heard that before, and it's true. But look, we, I think in our guts we feel that we're fighting for a better cause than they are. It doesn't matter. They fight for what they believe, and we fight for what we believe. And if it makes you feel any better in a silly way, the majority of the vote went to Hillary, so we still have more people on our side, hopefully. It doesn't, even if it's 50%, that's still a shit ton of people. Go out there, take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. Not just tomorrow, not just the next day. And we can still, we can still do incredible things. We can still do incredible things. We can still be powerful. Maybe more powerful. Maybe more powerful. And I guess that's where I'll leave you. I'm still, like I said, I've, all I do is ask people. I asked Tom Martin on the phone, is anybody speaking? Uh, someone said, watch a Michael Moore thing. He talks about this a little. Of course, I, I, I'm starting to gather things, but all I really want to know is who's saying how we go forward? Who's saying, you know, uh, that's what I need right now. That's what I need. And we can. And... Don't feel defeated. Don't feel defeated. And if we take this love to the streets, we can do incredible things. And I know, for me, it's certain groups. I know we've all heard some things that uh, Donald Trump's vice president, I'm forgetting his name, has said about conversion therapy. Look, we can still plow past that stuff. But we have to be involved. It would be nice if someone in that office was um, representing some of our beliefs. Of course that feels better when the leader of the free world echoes some of the things you felt. That feels so good. But even if he doesn't, more the reason to take the streets. And I don't mean take the streets rioting. I mean take the love into the streets. Be vocal about the way you feel. Now more important than ever. Even if it means somebody got a little annoyed with you because you gave your opinion. Even if you do it politely. Even if you're at a dinner or your office and a third party that, let's say like a therapist that would go, no, 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 no. You expressed yourself beautifully. I get it. It can still irritate the other person. So what? We're going to have to move the line of when we think we speak. All right? Keep your chin up. You know, I say that a little bit in a mocking that type of quote way, but seriously, it does not help to mope around. It really doesn't. It's normal to do it, and it's normal to shed a tear. But all it means is, we can still have a huge voice, and we do just utilize it, just utilize it, and there you go. I hope that helped a little. I know it was long, but I know, today's show, believe me, I wanted to edit out. I told so many people I was positive. That's what I have to answer. Well, what does Todd know? He was so positive that Trump would lose. Why should we listen to him? I was wrong, but I'm not wrong that we have to just fold now. I was wrong about 
Even good people that are misguided. You know, not everybody that voted for Trump is a horrible human being. Nobody's a horrible human being. Even the horrible human beings that voted for Trump aren't horrible human beings. But I think you know what I mean. Um, I was wrong and I was disappointed. But how do I, like I said, I, I, I needed to know that. That's why I didn't edit it out today. It was, it was almost embarrassing. But, but no, because I, I said to everybody, when Trump loses, come to me and ask me how I knew. And I was dead wrong. I thought because, you know, that, that I, I thought we were further along of what the world consisted of. But I, I, I need to know that. I needed to know that. Like I said, I can't fight a fire unless I'm, a, 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 no matter, out of all the people that voted for Trump, some for this reason, some for that reason, some do agree with him socially, some don't, but they thought he could do this. That does not mean that, like I said, I needed to know that. And there was maybe no other way to find that out. So now I know it. Now you know it. Go out there and just, like I said, I keep repeating it and I'm sorry. But um, don't be in a funk. Or you know what I'm saying. You could be in a funk, but get out of it. Use all the energy you have to bring the love to the streets. When I see someone in a funk, I go, oh, you must have a lot of energy because you got the energy to be in this funk. And then, no, just take the love out into the streets. All right, go fuck yourself. All righty, wow, I repeated myself. I hope I said something in there that gave you some, uh, I don't think it's bullshit motivation. I think it's real true. I think we learned something that we really needed to know. Why am I repeating myself? To remind myself. We're not taking a negative and making it a positive. We're taking a fact and utilizing it. It's not a negative if we... Needed to know it. How's that a negative? We needed to know it. We're all shocked that he won. So we needed to know that. Unless you tell me, no, you don't know how to have, you don't, to fight a fire, you don't have to know how big it is. You don't have to know how big the fire is to fight it. Well, if you think that, then we did not need this to happen. But if you're like, no, we need to know how big a fire is to fight it, then we needed to know this. And does it suck? Yeah, but it sucks for a lot of people that have been living in this world and already knew what it consisted of on a daily basis. Maybe some of us didn't. We needed to know it. So that's a good thing. And that is not me taking a bad situation and trying to go, all right, well, let's take something good out of this. All right. I love you. And go out there and dance around the streets like a fucking maniac. I didn't know how to end. All right, here's the show. Um, Goodbye. Oh, and one more thing. That's right. I almost forgot this. Remember I said we don't need to place blame? It's it's okay, I guess, in moderation. You go through that phase. But I hope I'm not going back on my own words but saying this. But if you want to lessen some of your anger towards certain Donald Trump supporters, I'm going to repeat something I said in the past. I used to say it somewhat tongue-in-cheek, maybe sarcastically. Now I mean it from my heart. 
And I'm repeating myself because I don't take for granted that everybody hears every one of the shows. But when we have... The reason I always say that it's perplexing when I see gay people that turn around and are racist. Or women that are homophobic. Or gay people that are racist. Because those people have had have dealt with being judged on they've been judged on something outside the content of their character. So you would think, oh, of course those groups don't turn around and do it to another group. That's the one lesson they learned, of course. But that's not true. And I used to say, oh, there's gay people that are racist or racists that are sexist. In this case, there are people that voted for Donald Trump that were gay that were Mexican, that were women, turning around and doing it to their own group. So when these groups can't understand that, and just because they don't, they, just because they don't know they're turning around and doing that doesn't mean they're not doing it, well then maybe we shouldn't be so angry at some Trump supporters. Maybe we should start with those groups first. If they don't learn the lesson then I don't understand how we can go after Trump supporters. We can be frustrated that that exists in the world, but we have to go, oh yeah, we need to deal with these groups first. Maybe that they don't understand is understandable to some point. Because I think that's one of the other things we have to do is loving in a loving way educate people first. Let's start with this group first. Why start with this group first? You would think, hey, if there's anybody out there that's doing this, let's just, uh, in, in, a, in a nice way, educate everybody. Why start, why are you saying, Todd, start with the women or gay people or, or you know, what? because I think there might be a little easier to educate first because they've been a victim of being judged. So maybe that's what we need to do. In a very patient, kind, loving way, educate those groups not to turn around and do that to the next group. And then maybe when we do it with them, because that's going to be hopefully a little easier, then we can turn and in a loving way do it to people that have uh, the other, the other, as we say, the Trump supporters. But I think we should start with those groups first. And I don't know why that comforts me. It's, it's weird. Maybe that's the wrong word to use. Like, yeah, hey, leave them alone. What, you know, I understand why they don't get it. Maybe we should worry about our own before we go out and worry about them. But no matter what, still do what I said on the first one. All right. First part of this uh, opening. Ay, ay, ay. Now entering Nerdist.com. All right. Are you excited, everybody? Is everybody in a good mood? Yes. Are you in a good mood? Oh, my God. Wow. Tom Martin The is weather here. is amazing. Hold on, Tom. I'm oh, no. doing a cold opening. Oh, I thought you said to talk about the weather. No, I'm doing a cold opening. Have you, have you been in the business? Yeah, that's where you talk about the weather. Tom Martin is here. One and a two oh, and a one, two, three. He's here. <laughs> Aristotle's here. Eric Olson, look at you. Oh. 
Seriously, look who I get to be with. This is crazy. John Wagner's here. I love John. Don't we all love John Brand Wagner? And Vince, look at Vince. Take a good goddamn look at Vince over there, everybody. Vince, oh, Vince, 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 Vince. Oh, it's good old Vince, sure. Oh, yeah. I assure you. Wow, I guess it's time to start the show. If we love you so much, wouldn't your name be in this song? But don't start all over. I want to know, does it look crazy if I sing along with my own name? I got paranoid two weeks ago. Yes, no. but at this point, it's too late. It's too late. Go. Can I get some reverb? With producer Aristotle. Eric Olson. John Brand Wagner. And Keith is here. A one, Anna. A glass show. Here we go. We play a million jingles for our boss, Chris Hardwick. Here we go. Ta 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 a trumpet, but I think I can get pretty close to what J.J. and Gabe do. That's Gabe. That's Gabe. Where are you? No, it's me. No, it's not. No, it's me. Eric Olson is literally walking around the room looking for the trumpet player. It's me. Listen, it's just like J.J. and Gabe. You're freaking us out. Where is the trumpet? It's me. Look at my mouth. I see you. I don't see a trumpet. Turn the music off. Turn the music off. Todd, you're confusing us. Turn all the echo off. It's just the reverb. Look without the reverb. Now with the reverb... Aristotle. Why would anybody take trumpet lessons when you can be just as good without a trumpet? That's what I don't understand. Start the jingle all over again. (laughs) God damn it, it's going to be a hot show today. This is how they stretch the show out. (laughs) Wow. Turn the reverb off. All right, so listen. I'm boiling already. It's a lot to do those openings. People don't appreciate it. No one appreciates me. Tom, couldn't be happier here, as always. You're like everybody's... They consider you like their stepdad that they love. Well, I'm a very good father. Take the compliment. I, I, I want you to not do a character. Not, no character. Not. No character. I'm not doing it. No, character. it sounds more like Listen, can we just get the time here? I believe it's uh, 8.45. Wow, we don't do it on that show like that. But anyway, Todd. I'm glad you're still holding on to that. Listen. Oh, guess what we forgot to oh, do? I forget. And I think we should just do it right now. The ad. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, we can do it after. 
Okay, cool. We'll do it after. Don't forget, Aristotle, I'm giving you that responsibility. Um, by the way, I've actually tried this product. Uh, is it? What's it called? Hello Fresh. Watch your mouth. Um, I've tried it, and I really liked it. But we'll talk about it later. But I, but I genuinely did try it. So anyway. You already talked about it. I did already talk about it, but I tried a new dish. But I don't want to get into it. How about this that somebody sent this in? We're going to get a little business out of the way. Remember? It's a tribute to the Reverb Boys. I was looking for that opening last week. Just the opening makes me laugh. It's the. Uh, was that the, real? Well, no, but they made it up. Oh. Kevin T, huh? You, how you, how you, you son of a bitch. Huh? Kevin T, T. Uh, the Reverb Boys. It's in honor of how much I like reverb. All right, listen, let's talk about a few things here. Um, the guy. Oh, yeah, you said there was a guy. I love this. It was arrested. He just talked about. Tom, is everything all right? Yes. Do you think I don't have an opening song for you? I was a little worried. I, there's been five or six songs that we well, could don't play. Don't you previously. worry about it. We got everything covered. Um, what was the guy arrested for? I love your slant on this because as soon as you said it, I was thinking the he, same thing. He was arrested for impersonating a priest. Right, Twice, a couple times he's been arrested for doing it. I thought, well, aren't priests making they're in, too? They're in pertur- <laughs> like I said. I said to somebody once. It, this is right in line with what you're saying. I said maybe in the atheist movement, which I do think they have to reach out with more love. You are taking something that brings people comfort, and you're not going to take them down a different path unless you do it with love. I even changed my tone. You take even if it's drugs you're taking from someone. It's it, it sucks. They got used to it. And even if you're taking it for good, it's still they feel like you're 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 really punching them in their stomach. So you got to come at it with a little more love. But I said, well, but but maybe because people like following someone, it makes them feel good. You know, maybe we should have the atheist movement wear like capes and gowns. Like I'm the head of the atheist ceremony. And 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 somebody goes, what? My friend, I don't want to say her name. It rhymes with no. It doesn't matter. She goes, well, no, that's just be ridiculous. That's just me. She was basically saying, well, you're just making that up. I go, well, that's made up. There's not a. Like the same thing this is saying. It's like, no, they don't. That funny, that big hat they wear, that's not deemed by the universe. They decided that part of our being able to have a relationship with somebody, uh, that everybody has a little bit of a relationship with God, but what they're claiming theirs is a, their understanding of the Bible. And they have a, you know, they've all, even though they would, someone else disagreeing with me would go, they never said that. They were implying they had a little better connection. With that comes a hat and a gown and the church and the stainless glass. They made it very romantic, but it's not, be- you know what I mean? It's yeah, not yeah. deemed by anything. So the but- atheists need some figure like maybe yes. our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So the atheists should right. follow Jesus. And then, no, more not people- Tom, I don't think you get it. Huh? No, that's the opposite. No, you, uh, because then Jesus, they could but bring the- people to the Lord. Right. Then, they're Je- then they're religious. Again. What? Don't tell him he's you're right. right. So, sure anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Now I'm going to talk about something that you're. Well, Oh yeah, so the re- what, what what brought that up? What we just talked about? The guy that got arrested. For- oh yeah. Oh, the guy got arrested for impersonating police. And priests are impersonating police. Police. Priest. Priests are impersonating priests. Three more times, real fast. Priests are impersonating priests. Priests are impersonating priests. Priests are impersonating priests. We're going to spend a little bit of time here and soak it in. I don't think I could be doing it with a better person. We waited a little long to do it. It's the only other thing I have to do before we. Put away these notes and just have a great time today. And by the way, let's uh, point out, do we have any, like, steel guitar, longest day type music? You know what I'm talking about? We, we, we looked it up. 
Yeah, it was steel guitar, longest day. I, you thought I said longest yard, and then I said longest day, and I said start it right when the guitar guy starts in. No? It's okay. Don't worry. I hate when you get nervous like that. You think it makes me good? You think it, you Don't you think it makes me feel bad having this guy nervous? You know what today is? What's today? Oh, this one he gets right away. Oh, wait till you hear what it is. You're going to be like, oh, sure, he gets this one right away. Oh, it's looking suspicious, John Brand Wagner. This is true. To George Carlin. Yeah. This is what, what's true. Birthday. Here we go. Wow, let's turn it up a little louder. Oh, happy birthday, John Wagner. What? <laughs> what? It's John Wagner's birthday show, everybody. We didn't forget. Oh, later, we got a, a, a surprise for you. We have a surprise for you later. To George Carlin. Wait till you see what it is. It's an amazing new... I learned John Wagner's birthday in record time. Uh, as far I just as... want to say happy birthday to John Wagner. Oh! Hope you have a good one, you know what I'm saying? What? I wonder if there's more. You never know with Joe. With Joe. Joe McKenzie. I stop. Pause it for one second. That's all right. I'd stop this whole goddamn podcast if I didn't have Joe McKenzie. Right to the next day, I go throw everything in the trash, Aristotle. All the cords and bells and the sm- He goes, What about the bubble machine, Todd? I go, I Put that in my room. <laughs> pause it for another second. Now, why do you get upset when you can't pause it over there? Because you feel I should know how to do that? Well, you don't ever have to be upset. It's your birthday. But uh, can I say one thing on the side? Learn where the pause button is. Seriously. I ain't shitting around. <laughs> oh, now you learned how to use it. Go ahead, now hit it. That was it? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. What's this? What? How about this guy asking about his birthday? This guy seems like he cares. Listen to the tone in his voice. He cares about him. Watch. Here we go. Oh, happy birthday, John Wagner. <laughs> oh, don't you know it? So what I want to do... So happy birthday, John. And later we have a little uh, John Brand Wagner. How always, old is John Brand Wagner? 21. Get out of here. Yeah, 21. Wow. Wow, he's 21. Yeah, wow. Anyway, listen, here's what I'd like to do. <laughs> Um, here's what I like to do. Well, we keep it, you know, a lot of young people that listen to the show. He's 12. Wow, he's 12. <laughs> Did you hear about the guy that went to the, uh, an 80-year-old guy? Never mind. I, <laughs> I never, no, this never gets a laugh. Tell, ask me individually at clubs and I'll tell you what it is. So, is it a joke, book joke? It's a or? dumb joke and it never, you know what it is? No, I want to hear it. He, it comes off uh, creepy-ish. Okay. But I thought Let's it was it. one night when I was high, I thought about it is that a guy's like 75 and he wants to get laser rejuvenation on his penis. <laughs> so he brings a. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the first time I really realized there was probably no place but for those bells. That the ding, ding, ding. There's no way. Oh, when he, um, when he mentions the name of a city, when he talks about a guy's penis getting laser rejuvenation, whatever you call that. So he gets it. He's 75 years old. You know, he, he wants to meet women, and he, and he gets his you know, laser. Like, people get laser on their face to take away lines, and there, he finds out there's penis uh, laser rejuvenation. And he just wants to make his penis look a little younger. And then the doctor messes up a little, and he, now his penis looks like it's uh, 10. <laughs> Get it? Like he looks yes. down. He's like, "What?" The doctor goes, "Look, doesn't it look young?" He goes, "Not that young." I, what the fuck? Now, do you edit that out or you leave it? No, in? no, leave it in. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. One and two and it doesn't one, even make two, any sense. Why would you have that? that? That's, there's not even any music being played. There's no. There's music no instruments in here. No. A one and a two and a one two. So three. here's who we're going to talk about. Here's who we're going to talk about. Well, I want to talk about this weekend first. My uh, sp- the the uh, <laughs> the hour special. Uh huh. Oh, wait a second. Oh, no, come on. God, I have an hour special. That's twice as long as a half hour. I need an hour and a half to make sure. Right, guys, there's a time to not joke around. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I know you're going to agree. You were there, and I. First of all, I really have a. Gr- I'm not even on, you know, it's, this is something you would say if you're on, you know, medicine or something. When you're a little more, uh, you know, warm. I'm pretty warm anyway, but there's no doubt if you're sometimes, you know, some, uh, whether it's liquor or whatever it is, sometimes it can, you know, even make you a little more. But I'm not at all. I'm, I'm totally lucid right now. I am so, pr- first of all, you guys are all great. You have a, I have a good group of friends. Like, what a great group of friends. Everybody came together backstage at the Gross. Lyric. Keith, <laughs> Keith, just even, you mean that's like, Fran, what, what are you trying to say here? Um, right? Oh, why? Sorry. Gross, what happened? Did this? Everybody came together. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is it funny, Keith? I think so. Yeah. Well, he's trying to throw a blow at my way. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know about Eric. Did you hear about Eric? He's a great swimmer. No, he, <laughs> he voted today with me. He voted today. Bullshit. I know. I, I don't w- see the sticker. I, I, can I tell you something? It's right here. We're going to talk about voting real quick because I won't forget about that. Then we're going to continue with the story that I was just telling you about this special uh, this weekend. We both voted. Eric made me vote. Not only did I know we needed to vote because, uh, especially this year, people should always vote. I've only voted twice in my life. I'm going to vote now every time. Uh, but the reason. What if the line's really long? I, I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm going to make sure that the next day. You should try to make sure you – that's a day. Consider, like, you're not going to be able to do a thing. You're going to the hospital. That way, if you are waiting in line for a while, go with somebody. It's so much better to go with somebody. So we get there. It's at a high school up the street. Just even walking into high school, has just got that smell. It, God damn it. Talk about Gross. smell sensory, you know. <laughs> and then uh, – and this girl we saw, we go, it's weird being in high school. I feel like I'm back in high school. She goes, yeah, and she turns to me. She goes, I sure hope I'm popular this year. <laughs> and she was like an adult. So – um. Uh, so we went, and there's like these, uh, all these little kids, these adorable little black kids. Uh, why do I say adorable black kids? Because every child is beautiful, but some are beautiful for different reasons. And certain, you know, like it's like little, maybe because I'm not used to them, their beauty. You know, like a little, to me, whenever I see a uh, little like Thai or Chinese babies, they're like, oh, holy shit. And a certain age at four, oh my God, they're so goddamn cute. Maybe. If I lived in Thailand and I saw a different baby, it's just a different type of cuteness to me. So they were walking around. The, the, you were worried the person with them didn't seem 
She had it under control, but she had these kids under control. Here's my theory. But did she, it was one person watching like eight kids? Eight or nine, ten, yeah. Ten kids? And she started to vote and two walked away. We're like, And they're like four years old. Would you say four, not five? No, 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 no. They were like barely walking. Yeah. Like she, I got nervous because she was making them walk down the stairs and they didn't know how. So she told them, turn around and like had them crawl down. And she can't watch all of them. And one was trying to stand up. And I go, ma'am, I'm nervous. She goes, well, don't be because I'm not. <laughs> this and is thought, exactly what Trump warned us about. No, so we saw them all. And he goes, look, there's the, we, we were both like, there's the, the they're, they're going to vote. <laughs> no, that, that's what Trump was talking about. <laughs> so I, I, you're right. I ruined the punchline. No, no, you, you, okay. that's all right. No, all you, right. there's no ruining it. Ruining it. If, I, if I'm if I'm a good joke teller, then uh, then you shouldn't think of it before ahead. I do. That's okay. Hey, I just want the story told. I don't care if it's me or so you. So did they vote? Or? Well, they did vote. Okay. And uh, so I was very proud of myself. I really was proud of myself. You know, I should have just voted because it's very important this year. Probably it's always important, but in in, in maybe more than ever. But Eric said, do you really want, and I'm a big person of uh, history this, history that. How do you want history to write you? He goes, do you really want to have to tell people? You, you can either lie and be proud of that or tell them the truth and go, I didn't vote for the first woman president. Uh, so I voted. I got the sticker. Also, I took a picture of it. do vote by mail? Uh, that way you don't have to leave. I know, because I didn't think about it. Because you don't get a sticker. You don't they, get a they sticker. They mail you yeah, a sticker. Yeah. What? 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 We wasted oh, our whole oh. day. Wait, they mail you a <laughs> sticker? What? <laughs> so uh, we, I voted. I'm proud of myself. Back to the special. So you guys were great. Everybody backstage at the Lyric. What a great energy back there. That is just like you're sitting in artwork. All the cool sofas everywhere and the chairs. And, just you know, there were like five or maybe five candles lit. The bar was going. They had drinks. They had food out. And Someone it was just, brought you a gift. What? Oh, you brought me a bottle of uh, beer? Bottle. Well, I don't know how expensive it was, to be honest. I, uh, we uh, did a, uh, some search on it. And it, you get it uh, free at the Ponderosa when was, you get the steak and shrimp dinner. a bottle of champagne. Go ahead. Tom. I don't know. I was so, looking at it inside and it kind of looked. I, I, peeled looked the, I peeled the label off a little and it was just a Corona. What? Oh, a cor- what? I I thought it was. I don't know why they said it was a hundred dollars, but I would. What do you uh, mean they said? Didn't well, you pay yeah. for it? Well, I mean that just the value was. $100. Can I tell you the fact that you even? I'm being serious to George Carr, and that you even put anything in a paper bag and brought it with sentiment. I appreciated it, and the audience. Look, I've said this before, but why not? When things are good, talk about how to be appreciative. It was a great show. I don't want to spend. This, I want to spend more energy complimenting things, saying good things about things, than I do when I complain. And uh, so I pour it on when it's positive. I am so proud of the people that come out to see me. I like that it looks like an eclectic audience, like Brooklyn, some people would say. And uh, at least in my mind, it did. And they're sweet and they're kind. And they make me feel comfortable when I perform in front of them. And I really, I, we talked about that towards the end of the evening when it hit, like, whatever time it was. We opened up a bottle of Jack backstage and me, Jeff Rowe, Scott Moran, Eric Olson, and, and some other people, Aristotle. Well, Aristotle was at the first show. Keith was producing at a different level, you would say. He was, uh, he was being utilized, but way under what his talents are. I know what you're in this business to do. And he was sort of being, uh, because sometimes when you're not working and there's a project, you go, fuck it. So he was, like, sort of serving as, you know, just making sure... He just basically said, whatever you need, I will make sure that, you know, you're taken care of. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, like, just anything. So that's why I mean being underutilized but 
doing his job, uh, you know, uh, great. Just, uh, you know, the band's hungry. It could be anything. It could be, hey, could we get those lights gelled? It could be like, I, you know, it could be a million things. You're just a man of a million hats. But mainly he made me feel br- so comfortable backstage. He got me some hard candies. <laughs> and uh, always positive, always nice, always like, oh, no problem. I'm like, oh, am I driving you crazy? No, that's what I'm here for. So that was appreciative. It, it was. Can I mention yes, one thing? Yes, you can mention shows? a lot of things. Uh, there was that moment that I think every comedian gets when you're the only one working, and you were the only one working basically. And between shows, there I was, was this, there was this feeling of just like, ah, it was great, and it was getting loud, and you looked like, oh, I still got to do another hour and a half, and, I, and like I, I totally got where you were. It's like. And you asked me, I think, that something like, uh, you know, is the energy wrong? Am I, am I doing something wrong? I'm like, Todd, everyone's having fun, and you're the only one working. Because <laughs> that's why you're shushing everybody. And by the way, I was so glad people were there. I wasn't happy with the first show. I don't know how to say it. It was great. Well, I that's thought, in, here's what I thought. in your head, I think. Here's what I thought. No, it wasn't in my head. And for people that stayed for the late show, was it a, no, it was not a bad show. I'm not being that insecure. Because I kept, I was stopping to wipe the sweat off my face for two reasons. One, because I needed to. But also, when I could have ignored it, but I thought for camera I needed to. That stops the momentum big time. Plus, Unless you do it Rodney style and you got that hand. Yeah, but that's, I can't. I don't want to be that. I can't. No offense to Rodney, but you know. So, um... But the second show, he said, no, if you're, you want to swipe, wipe it for yourself, wipe it, but don't ever stop because you think it's bad on camera. He goes, well, and that, and that, but the first show was far from bad. That was the same beautiful, nice, kind audience, you know, uh, but it, me, the late show, I found out I did an hour and 25 the first show. So I thought, okay, I wasn't, I wanted it to be more boom, 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 boom. I thought just whatever you stuck with, don't pick up the note that, you know, when I had two little cue cards, don't, uh, is that Lynn Shore calling? Okay. Um, it's peeking at the results. Oh. So, uh, um, and we can take even more little breaks like tonight. If anybody wants to, f- like, curious about that, just, like, give me, like, a wink, and then I'll know. And we can take, like, because it takes no time to take a break. I'm, I'm curious, too. So, um, matter of fact, I have an idea. What, what are they? <laughs> That's, what are they? What are the Live is, uh, Trump won Indiana and Kentucky. Hillary won Vermont so far. Is that a big, is that good she won Vermont? Well, that's not a big state. Do they get to keep these states? Or mm-hmm. oh, I don't. Now I'm going to get nauseous. So we're in a world. Hey, again. listeners, we're in a world where we don't know the results yet. Maybe by the yeah. time they hear this, they'll, they'll know the results. Yeah, well, of course they will. Or will they? <laughs> hey, so Hillary. Or won. will they? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the second show, I just said I'm just going to do whatever comes to me, uh-huh. you know, um, and drop just cut the fat. Now, people in the first show, well, you had fat on the first show. Cut what, if I, I just looked at the notes, but I just, I just sort of, you know. And uh, I wasn't sweating as much because it was hot outside. And uh, <laughs> that's good. every time you look down, it's going I know, it's hard, it's hard. Um, um, Do you think it was the audience, or would you have felt the same if you only did one show and it was the crowd in the second show was it doing the show once and getting I think the, it was the I think it was off? partly that partly that I think it was mostly that and that I uh you know I I trust my instincts on maybe a mumble bit like you know when they're about right. to so drop that relaxed. one I was you're... more relaxed I was cooler out so I wasn't sweating as much so I uh, but anyway long to, to just to wrap this up real quickly and talk about something we can all talk about um I just felt great. And then I earned the right. I didn't want to smoke pot unless I earned the right. First show did not go. First show was good, but the late show was just, I was like, boom, 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 boom. I did it. I did shorter. 
I did about 50 minutes, 55 minutes, and then I went back. Can I say? Yeah. Keith was waiting back there with this, like, this mega, what is that called? Uh, like a super vape pen. A super vape pen. I took two hits. I don't know. I ran on stage. I ran right back off. I came out. I thought, eh, about a minute later, it didn't do anything. I just wanted to be, you know when you smoke pot sometimes and it, within, like, 30 seconds, you're like, okay, I'm high. What you want. That's why I don't smoke pot seven days a week anymore because uh, I like when it's three or four nights a week because you feel it. And it didn't happen. But I was hoping it did. It would have been fun to have, like, you know what I mean? Go out there and have, like, 25 minutes of just being. And then, boom. I was like, oh, God, it just hit you. And I did about 25 minutes just playing Uh with the jib operator, with people in the audience. So you guys looked great. You are great. You're great inside. But outside, the way you all dressed. And let me tell you something. It looks unbelievable on camera. So I'm excited to edit this thing. Together from both shows? Or is it going to I think it's going to be 95 but it's probably seventy thirty. Was your niece there? No. Oh, okay. Why did you uh, see some? I saw somebody that I was like, I feel like I think that's Todd's niece. No. Oh, that's when I had a wig on <laughs> uh, for a bit we were shooting. <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday to John Brand Wagner. Happy birthday to John Brand Wagner. Okay. So listen now. Oh, you, you doesn't even make any sense. You do it before right. a song. I feel like he's done that the last time. Let's talk about this, and then we're free for him. Uh, you know, sad, but yet, if this was my legacy, I'd be very happy. Uh, we talked about one of the people, but uh, I wanted to talk about Kevin Meany. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, wow, like, I, Eric, uh, text, you texted me when I was in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Was it you? Yeah, I. well, I... Text you if you heard, and then I thought, oh shit, I better not tell him because you were about to go on stage. I didn't mind it because it was it was probably the hardest I've ever cry, uh, cried uh, where more than I would want to cry in public, and also embarrassed. I should be able to cry, you know. But I mean, I'm comfortable tearing up, but I got really choked up and very quickly, and uh, it because his comedy it just just did it for me. It taught me so many lessons, and you said that. Who was the comedian that said he taught you that the audience doesn't command what's funny or not? There's someone. Oh, oh, uh, uh, um, uh, um, David Feldman. Uh, David <laughs> Feldman said that. And it's true. It does not mean disrespected. You know, it doesn't mean you should show up drunk. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be prepared. Kevin Meany was prepared. If anything, that sh- that that set he did for a while was a was a one man show it was like the one man show of this it was a comedian mixed with this through line and there's a reason that if i said if i you don't make me laugh as hard as kevin meany is that you could if i said i only like people that make me laugh as hard as kevin meany well i might only like kevin meany <laughs> guys in that area Eddie Pepitone Andy Kindler Brian Regan uh there's but below that there's still comedians that i fucking love i really do and i know they they give to the soul of comedy but they still don't make me laugh like kevin meany and um so it was just it really taught me a lot about comedy and it doesn't mean be disrespectful to them but i love it they don't decide what's funny and what isn't funny and if they did, we would have never got to experience Kevin Meany because they would have snuffed that out within the first year. So because that's why, you know, so 
He did you did you ever have oh, yeah. a? Yeah, I worked uh, two weeks with him in Texas, and it was fantastic. We hung out the whole time. He was great. I I really really liked him. And did, did you? Was he? What year was this? This was when he was like. About, it was right before he did Uncle Buck, the TV show. So oh, he so was he was drawing, big. He was drawing big crowds. He was, uh, and he killed. He f- destroyed every show, and he was so. So great and so fun to hang out with and so that, funny that, off stage and so cool and so inclusive. And uh, and this was Texas where you wouldn't maybe think it was his crowd, but it, they they totally. What club was it? It was Laugh Stop. So all you needed was 400 people a night. It's not like you have a, 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 a you know, I always say that. It's not like you have a, a, a an arena with uh, whatever or even a, an imp, uh, a, a theater. That holds two thousand or three thousand, and you go shit. Four hundred showed up, but no, that's all you need. So he was popular enough in Texas to probably do five shows with four hundred people a show. And um, can, can I say something I said to him that, looking back, uh, I realize it went okay. Is that uh, I didn't know he was gay. Uh, he was not uh, out. He was an open that, about uh, it. But we were walking into this hideous hotel where we were staying in oh. uh, Houston, Texas. And it was just all gray, and there was, like, gray art on the walls. It was just the grayest place. It was hideous. The design was so bad, mm-hmm. you would make your head explode. And I said to him, I go, this is how I imagined the world would look if there were no gay people. And, you know, that's also being stereotypical. But I meant as a compliment. Right. There was no style there. And he cracked up uh, a lot. And, you know, sometimes you look back and you think, well, that could have gone differently. What if I was careless and said something? Right. Well, that's, uh, that's uh, why I always say we, we're so quick. Not to, to venture off into this, so I'll make it quick. You can, someone can slap me at 40 seconds. That's why don't be so quick. I watched a lot of people in front of me talk about, what would you do if you found out your roommate was gay? What would you do? And then they would have these discussions. Yes, you need to grow and educate yourself, but do it in a way that knowing they always took for granted nobody was ever at that table that was gay because they would know that. And now I think people can make that same mistake with transgender. Like, talk about it. It's all right to grow in front of someone at your table but might be transgender. But talk about it like if there was someone there that was going through any issue, they would think this is the type of group that I would want to share this with. Right. That's why I said even be careful when you're watching a show where they're talking about strange addictions. Like what if somebody there – I think what you say when you make – you can make fun of it. You can be confused by it. But also if it's full emotion, it should be the empathy of what it's like for that person to go through that. So if, I think what you say when you say that, if you're watching Strange Addiction and you see someone in that room be – Sort of compliment. They're going, not compliment, you know what I mean? Like, you know what, that must be a tough life, you know? Like, that must be, I bet no matter what you're dealing with, you think that's the type of person. You don't have to be, have a strange addiction. You could have had a DUI you don't want to tell people about. It could be you're gay. It could be you're, you're, you're transgender, right? And if that person was open about that, you're probably going, I bet they'd be open about what I have to share that maybe isn't the norm, right? right? right. So anyway, back to Kevin Meany. Uh, he didn't care. And the first time I saw him do that bit, I couldn't. St- I was taking swings at my friend Drew. I mean, I was like, I can't. I wasn't just punching and squeezing. I was like, I got to take some swings. And there were people that were back uh, coming out into the lobby. It looked like they were leaving a fire, trying to save people, and they would get their breath and head back in the room because you really couldn't be that stupid and enjoy that act. You had to sort of be. What's wh- help me? Why is that? That you know, I don't mean bright a college education. No, no, no. I don't mean that type of bright. I mean in a. Because why could a person, how do I say this politely, that doesn't have any, that likes just maybe shitty comedy, why couldn't, why did you have to be sort of bright to enjoy that? Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I I think because on top of being great 
just on the superficial level of comedy. He was also making a commentary on comedy, and he was also inside the audience's head, knowing what they would think before they Shut even up. thought it, and nailing it. Play this, because that sort of says it. When, at the, when he did it live at the end. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care. My jokes don't Can you pause it for one second? He would, he would do a joke, if I remember correctly, he would go, yeah, they should probably don't travel with a map. I travel the globe. Ah! The only problem is there's no place to put it in a glove box. Where am I going to put my gloves? These are map jokes, folks. Please try to stay with me. And then he would always go, ah, my jokes don't go over. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. My jokes don't go over. I don't care. Everybody, I don't care. I don't, he does not care. I don't care. I don't care. Get in a good I headspace. I don't care. I'm happy, go lucky. Women call me plucky. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, he does not care. I don't care. Look out, Hank Mancini. Picture people watching this. I don't care. One more time. No. no. I don't care. <laughs> That was the audience, obviously. We hate you, I don't care. We're gonna kill you. I don't care. Bing, bing, bing. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> Stupid. Making noises on the show. That's not right. Why do you do this to your father and I? Good night, ladies and gentlemen. You've been great. Thank you, I don't care. Well, he didn't care, but I care. And I, uh, uh, Joe, Joe even did a version for me. That's very interesting, I care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did this two years ago. I remember. I really care. I care. I care. I really care. The topic you mentioned has my full attention. So I've been, I was obsessed with Kevin Meany for a long time, and... God, it was just a big punch in the stomach, you know. Yeah. But his comedy, his comedy legacy, you know, it's really good to hear guys like Barry Crimmins and people like Louis C.K. that, you know, you respect Sarah Silverman, uh, you know, all, all those people that you, uh, Pat Oswald, that all feel the same way. Like, it was a big goddamn deal what Kevin Meany did. His imprint on comedy was gargantua. And, uh, oh. Man, it was just really uh, amazing to, to be able to get someone. And I understand why now. I didn't then, but I understand that there was a through line, yeah. and that's what let it happen. Yeah. But a brilliant through line, which he created like no one else ever has. He's not the first to maybe do what the audience is thinking, but no one has ever done it. Yeah, but one of the things he did really well was uh, everyone's mom has an irrational fear. It may not be exactly what his mom's irrational fear <laughs> right. was, but everyone related. We're going to lose the mom, house. Yes, his mom like, was, it was constantly real. panicked about losing yeah. the house, and even the fact. Stop that the goddamn rolling! We'll or we're big pants people, and wearing tight pants could lose the house in his mom's mind. And everybody, every right, everybody related to their crazy irrational fear their parent had. My parents, they pull over. They go, "Why would someone throw out a perfectly good barbecue?" And then we're like, eh, go get it, kids. And we're like, it's still hot. It's still hot. Get your sister a sweater. 
My parents would lower us into the Goodwill box. Get your sister a sweater. <laughs> we go packing. My dad would you know, we'd be packing the trunk. My dad would always be like, "You kids don't know how to pack. You don't know how to pack." And my mom would be there. Jonathan, it's their vacation too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the cold. He would say, "You know, he was those people. I don't like the cold. I want to move where it's hot. I don't like the heat. I want to live in the mall." But the temperature is always the same, and people are nice. You would like, you'd probably like to live in the mall. Good morning, Shopper Smith. Good morning, Shopper Meanie. <laughs> Why do you do that? One time, my, my friend Drew was obsessed with him. That's how I learned about Kevin Meanie. Uh, my friends own a bar in Philadelphia called Smokey Joe's, and he was a door guy there. And uh, he asked me, because he knew I was a comedian, well, because I told everybody, um, pause for laugh. It was uh, on your business card. It was on my business card. Todd Glass <laughs> Comedian. I borrowed them from Daniel Kino. Um, uh, he asked me, and I didn't, I'd never heard of him yet. So Drew was obsessed. And then Drew came out to California during a spring break. This is like literally when I first moved out to L.A. And um, we went to the Comedy and Magic Club to see Kevin Meany. And Kevin Meany was backstage. And uh, everybody said, hello. You know, everyone was saying hello. And Drew, my friend, said to... Uh, the owner of the club, I'm sorry, who are you? Like, nicely. And, Drew, and Kevin Meany grabs Drew by his arm. He goes, who are you? It's the goddamn owner. <laughs> what are you asking who it's for? I'm not going to get to work here. Who are you? And, like, Drew's going into, like, convulsions getting Kevin Meany by Kevin Meany. You know, it's very. And then we went to see him in um, the comedy club. And I wanted to be on the show so bad, I just emceed. Actually, that's what I was doing back then. <laughs> and uh, I was supposed to stay at Drew's house. We told Kevin Meany this backstage. Just an hour before the show, I was supposed to stay at Drew's house, but his mom was sick. I'm upstairs hanging out, and I hear Drew's mom going, Drew, he, Todd, he, Drew, he cannot stay here. I just got home from the hospital. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I wasn't making that much money. I was going to stay at Drew's house, work the club at Bananas just to open up for Kevin Meany. And then I kept mentioning the family had a bakery the whole night I was on stage. I was trying to like, yay, did we mention the bakery? And then when Kevin's on stage, he goes, he can't stay here. <laughs> How many times did he mention the bakery? Well, I guess he could stay here, Drew. Like, the audience has no idea what the hell he's talking about. But it was just so infectious that it was... And now he's dead. <laughs> now he's dead. Yeah, Max Alexander, too. <laughs> Listen, enough for one night. We already <laughs> talked about Max last week. Um, so uh, we did actually talk about yeah. Max, um, who taught me about making chocolate sodas Definitely. when I was probably 19 years old. And I was on a show with him. So, Kevin Meany. Wow. I, I hope his daughter knows that he just wasn't... Oh, Kevin Meany, yeah, uh, you know, he was a great comedian. No, 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 no. It's a big goddamn deal what your dad was. It is a big deal. It's like, of comedy, your dad was John Lennon. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. I do not think that is an exaggeration. Um, you're like a Lynn Shore, like a <laughs> I mean, Lynn Shore. Oh, by the way, that is something that, so anyway, Kevin, I don't want to stop talking about him, but you're, you, you know, I think I just said it. He was the John Lennon of comedy or whoever, you know, Johnny Cash, John Lennon. Do, do you know how they always take, uh, uh, when somebody dies and they try to take one element from their act and make it, link it to heaven and to be like, uh, he's, uh. He's in heaven right now with the big pants people. <laughs> <laughs> or he's laying in the ground sucking up mud. <laughs> That's what my dad told me. 
I said, Dad, what happens when you die? He goes, you suck mud. Well, no, no. I'm they, like, what do you mean? He goes, well, the... they bury you eventually. I don't care what that funeral parlor tells you. That mud gets in there. <laughs> Next thing you know, thank God you're dead because you're sucking in mud. And then your whole body fills with mud. And then your ants eat you. And then you get back to the planet. That's why, do me a favor, just toss me in the woods in a burlap bag and let the bears have a dinner. And that's what we did. We fed my dad to bears in outside in of Philadelphia? The, in Philadelphia at the zoo. That's the part he didn't ask for, but we were too lazy to go into the woods. They were polar bears. <laughs> just threw him in the polar bear exhibit. Splash. I threw him in the polar bear exhibit. We took him, we dressed him up in a, you know, a shirt and a hat and made him look like he was alive. A giant apple. A little, little weekend like a at Bernie's. <laughs> and then we pushed him into the polar bear exhibit. But then we're like, he's okay. He's okay. So anyway, um, there's that. So I should tell everybody this, that uh, we took a little break, and Lynn Sh- musical director Lynn Shore just walked in. <laughs> Shut up. And his, uh, and Solomon, who, Solomon, Solomon is Lynn's step kid, technically, but when he was little, Solomon, uh, he said, would only call him dad when he wanted something. That's what I don't know if he told you, but dad, he goes, what do you want? But Solomon was um, when he was eight. We took a road trip. How old was he back then when we drove to Arizona? Eight. And, and how old? Eight. eight. And I got into a, uh, a, not a fight with him, but we were going back and forth hitting each other. And I wasn't doing a bit. And then uh, I said, I to, to George Carlin. I had to be, I was 28 maybe. I said, uh, I said, uh, he started it. <laughs> I wasn't joking. And you go, Todd, are you serious? <laughs> I go, well, he's hitting me. And, you know, <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Sit here and take it? And then he had to watch Ralph blow dry his balls. That wasn't good for a kid that age to see. Anyway, edit that out. And turn, put, or put some reverb in it. <laughs> um... So uh, there we go. Now I'm I'm feeling settled. We I feel like I got, got all the your business. the niceties out of the way. Lynn Shore's here. Lynn Shore's here. He's going to do a song later. Two songs if I have it my way. He tours the world. Lynn Shore. He tours the world. Todd. He's in New York now, living on Roosevelt that's Island. That's in the world. Oh, oh, oh that's part Lynn of the world. Sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roosevelt Island, where me and Teresa are dining with the best of everybody. I use my Uh, musical uh, talent. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Don't we have something for him nice? Yeah, let's play Tom Martin, and it's the start of the show, everybody. Uh, That's right. Yeah, of course we're going to have fun. Tom Martin's here. Sure, I have smoke. That's right. Tom Martin is here, and he's the man of the year. Tom Martin is here. Smoke. He's the man of the year. Sorry, I didn't know it was coming out. It's a man of the year. Play it over. Let's play it over. We're going to bring you in again. Let's soak it in. Take your headphones off. Don't you fast forward this 15 seconds. Enjoy it. Ah, look at it. I got the bubbles. I got the lights. Tom Martin is back on the top.
the way you do it, Joe. Joe. And that's a spicy joke of Harris Whittles. (laughs) That doesn't even seem to make any sense. That's something you do before a song. Stops the whole show. He's possessed by some kind of band leader. We even texted him. Doesn't we texted him? We said, "Do us a favor." He doesn't understand when to count. There's no even band uh, next to him. Does it? This is going to be a fun show. You know how I can tell? How, Todd? Tom Martin's here. Tom Martin. What? Oh, you want me to? Sure. Oh, it's going to be a fun show, everybody. Dance and sing. Look at me, I'm, oh, I'm petty. Oh, if you got your funky bus fare. I know what I'm doing. There's a double Dutch bus coming down the street. Todd, keep dancing. Moving pretty fast. God, you should have seen Todd dance. He can actually dance. Get off the bus. Oh, my God, look at him. Look at him. Oh, my God, he's popping. He's actually dancing. Oh, my God, it's like he's electrified. Oh, my God, he's spinning. He's spinning on the ground. He just posed as if he's in a relaxed state. Oh, my God, he's resting his head on his hand with his legs crossed. What? He's up again. Now he's spinning. He's grabbing one foot and hopping. How does he do that? Now he's back spinning. On the ground again, and no one's pushing him. He stopped again. Now he's leaning his head on his left hand, and he's as, as if he's relaxed, as if he hasn't just been dancing the whole time. How does he look so relaxed? He's up again. Oh my God! It's like a, a current of electricity is going from his right arm in through his body, back up out his left arm. Is, is he actually electrocuted? Can I be honest in real time? Sure. I'm loving this bit. I have this thing that happens. Do I do it longer? I, I could I could handle it longer. But then I think, or You're is not it tired? He's spinning on his head. He's not even wearing a safety helmet. Todd, how do you do it? Are you actually electrified? I'm doing five. Are you a robot? Where did you learn these? Wow. Did you take dance classes at the mall? At the, wait, where did you see they give dance classes at the mall? In the oh, 80s, they prob- they, oh, they yeah. give you dance classes. My friend, the Nalabotskis once, their parents took, had someone come over and teach them dance. You know, like how to da- disco or something. I was so jealous. <laughs> they had a professional come over teaching them all how to disco. Meanwhile, my parents were stoned out of their mind trying to... Dancing all freeform. Dance all freeform. <laughs> yeah, they were right. They were more hippies. But I wanted to be like the Nalabotskis because they had more mulch. They put on the Hair album, and they would just listen to that. My mom had a lot of good taste in music. Oh, the albums I remember were Hair. That was on her. Uh, Johnny Cash. Neil Diamond, Hot August Night. Watch your mouth. <laughs> No, watch your mouth. I know. That's disrespectful. Oh, come that, on. Come on. That's I, I apologize to Mrs. Glass. I meant no disrespect. I know what that means. We all Mrs. know Glass. what that means. I, I really apologize. I don't think you have Neil Diamond's hot August night. I mean, maybe you had it. Oh, I'm sorry, Lynn. I thought she liked Neil Diamond. It's a great, pretty good album. Ah, uh, that is gross. That is seriously. Ah, oh, come on! I can't believe. I oh, listen. I have the serious business to get to. One thing. One thing. That's too far. Some people just are not smart. 
You know, can I tell you something? I'm being serious. Some people go through life smart, and other people are not Todd, so smart. Todd, can I point out because something? No, Todd, no, no, I'm I hate serious. Some people You've set your set shut list. up and listen to what but, I'm but Todd, Todd. There are people in this world. They don't fire. fucking get it. Oh, your shit. Your oh, list shit. is on fire. Oh, my God. I didn't realize it. By the way, that's a very visual bit, but the people at home, every time oh. I do it, I'm lighting my notes on fire because they're, like, draping into the After candle. After you said people do stupid stuff, and that's a that's pretty stupid pr- thing to do. That's why that was funny. Wow. Todd, that was wow. a stupid thing to do. Wow. Now we've seen everything. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, by the way, yes. you know, there's never too, there's always a good time to throw some love out to these people. Website just like mine, they'll make it clean and crisp. Do they have a website? Yeah, Computer King. Computer with a K. Computer King. Computer with a K. Oh, by the way, you were just saying Computer King with a K. It's Computer King. Computer with a K. Because King does have a K. Yes. But you just said before on the on the when we talked about him on the opening last week, you just say Computer King. Computer. You just said Computer King with a K. Is that right? Or is it Computer th- Computer King? Oh, I just oh. assumed that the K on King was implied. No, no. Do you know how much business oh, I'm a <laughs> you have been bitch. driving? Oh, no, you're being, you're being too hard oh, on yourself. I ruined the whole no, website. stop. Stop it. Oh, stop this it. Is just, no, this is how he gets attention. So You've ruined no, the point uh, of myself. Let him. Let him. Let him. Let him. Let him. Uh, yeah, okay. Ashamed. It's not that big. No, deal. you're making a big deal about no, it. No, it is a big deal because people don't know where to go. Edit this out. Edit this out. All right. I'm kidding. They were. So hard on the fucking Eric, website, you're, oh, and I you know what I think it. you're 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 too hard on yourself. By the way, it's a great way to get out of trouble. You just act harder, and then the people have to go. No, it's not a big deal. I should knife myself to death right now. You're right. No, it's not that big, it's of, a not deal. That big of a deal. <laughs> and we're like, oh, we we actually talked him out of it, so we feel good about what we did. Um, computer king, computer with a K. So. Well, I guess what what's the show now? <laughs> well, after I'm done all my bills and whistles and jizzles and has bizzles. the world ended? We don't know. Yeah, you know what? Uh, no, it's possible way, that this we... just never goes out because there's no world for it right, to go exactly. out. Exactly, and maybe hacked the the grid and they blew up the electricity. We like, should talk about right now, as Brian Williams would say in the eleventh hour. If I was Todd Glass, this is the way I would break it. We are on the eve of probably one of the most important nights. That we will experience uh, when history writes itself, and we are doing our show live from the barn here in the Los Angeles area. And while we are doing the show, uh, which we've made the choice to do, unfolding us in the world is probably the scariest day of our lives, uh, even though we're able to sit here and be very... That's how I would do it. I was going to do it like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but that is true, but overly dramatized. Tra- I got dramatized. A, I got a good update from Stephen Finearts. What, what, what? He is shitting his pants, and, he, and it looked like the Bitter Buddha logo? He said that uh, she's Nothing? now up in Florida and North Carolina. Great. Great. And he Where's said, Eddie also, check out BitterBuddha.com. <laughs> now, that's... Oh, so that's that disrespectful. Like that that does sound like a plug. A little bit. That does sound like a plug. Everyone and I want everyone to be so relaxed this show. There's no there's no I just want to enjoy myself. We got Lynn Shore's. You know, I say in about 10 minutes, I'm going to ask Lynn Shore to do a song. Do you think he'll do one? Of course he will. He's but already... how can he do a song and play drums at the same Watch time? Watch him. That's oh. why I got this special microphone over there that's a guitar mic so it can get all the way over to him. Well, you don't have to play the drums when you sing. I want you to do whatever you want. Matter of fact, can you bring that microphone over to Lynn Solomon? Do you mind? 
I want to see how well Lynn can do this without the karaoke. No, just the chord. Just the chord. Phil Collins this shit. Thank you. And by the way, thank you, Solomon. That's a real, you're a real gentleman. You don't have to do that. Can you play it? I want to see. Lynn, take the microphone. I want to see how well. Play the, to play this song and see how much. And by the way, to George Carlin, so he did not know I was. Mic, holding he, the mic and playing the drums. No, no, you can just do the song. He did not know. Don't worry about this, Stan. Do I know the song? Well, that's what I think you might, but I'm not positive. But I'm going to play it and just see. I'm, let me get your mic quick first. There's no words or no melody yet, but that's perfect. You, you can. Uh, you don't have to. Okay, so um, let, let's uh, let's get his mic with some <laughs> reverb. Let me put some reverb in your mic. Ahem. Go ahead, keep going. Ahem. Is it in the room? Try it from your heart. Hold on, hold on. Start over, start over. Why isn't his mic on? Hey, now okay. it's on. So we're going to come and clean. Lynn, I'm going to set it up a little bit more. Okay. Don't turn it to him. Don't turn him the words. Oh. I, I, no, I'm doing that. On, I want to just it. see. Okay. Um, no, then we'll... Okay, so um, I'll turn it. So, so obviously... Uh, I, uh, Lynn, is, we're not going to show him the karaoke screen. I just want to see, like, because you haven't done this song in a long time. Long time. I want to see. Now, he, he can't peek. <laughs> Eric is covering up the words. And you know what? Lynn was trying to peek over. There's no wrong way to do this, Lynn. It's just like, I just want to see what you retain. Okay, here we Got go. It. I'm doing you fun. I use you up to have fun with anyone. When you see me hanging around Tom Martin, yeah, that works. you know that I'm in love, in love with Tom. Wow. You know I am. It's not unusual to go out with anyone. It's kind of unusual to go out with Tom Martin. Hey, wait, that's me. He's got a wife and yeah, so what? So do I. <laughs> but we're going out tonight. We'll have some apple pie. Yeah. We'll eat it with ice cream. Yes. Show. Yeah, put my name in there. And in tonight, <laughs> I get to see Aristotle too. Yeah, what about John Brand Wagner? But John Brand Wagner's birthday is tonight on the Todd Glass Show. What about Vince? And Vince is here too, as well as Solomon and that other guy. That's Keith. Oh, Keith. One and a two and a one. Oh, come on. Ah, uh, really? What the minute? I was just singing the song, man. It's election night, I guess, right? It's amazing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Only Lynn. God damn, I love him. How the fuck? I wanted him the feather 
into the room, like after we shut the music off, some drums. So I went like that with my hands. And then I literally, to George Carr, and I look at him, he can't hear a thing I'm saying. And I go, lip, I, I lip, but here's what's in my head. But all I do is lip, and I go, doobie doobie doo. And that motherfucker, that fucker, I don't say motherfucker. He does it. Did I get too excited about that? I thought that was a better version than, uh, was it Tom Jones who did that? Tom Jones, yes. I feel like Tom Jones might have been a star if he'd just done that yeah, version. Yeah, he's spinning in his grave. Wow. <laughs> you want to hear it again? Yeah. I want you to, this time, put more reverb in his voice, and I want you to, like, really, like, sing it, like, with an accent. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. Mumble it. Anyone? Mumble it. It's Mumble. not unusual to have fun with anyone. Overly pronunciate. When you see me hanging around with Overly pronunciate. It's not unusual to see me cry. Spanish. 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 Yo tengo, yo no tengo tiempo para ti, mi amigo. German. Ich liebe dich. Ich liebe dich. Jewish. Oi. Hey. Schmuck. Pig Latin. Usual say. Wow. Oh, Jesus. So entertaining. Tom, yes, Tom. Oh, I love to hear people sing. Could you tell, tell us a story how you got started in stand-up comedy? Well, it's an interesting story, Todd. It, uh, I was a, um, at school. You said, Todd, I feel like this song maybe... Oh, all right, I'll tell no, you. No, we're listening. Okay, but I'm wondering. Your right. first night of stand-up, okay. what was that like? Well, it was uh, at UC Irvine, and guess who was on that show? Who? On this very show, first time doing comedy, was... Do you really want to hear this? Because Of I course get... I do. All right. Because that's a great story. It was me, Jim Hope. Wow. I remember Jim. Uh, Mark Wilmore. Sure. And Larry Wilmore. All on one show. See, I'm starting to think that maybe you don't no, want... No, 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 no. Just... We're, we're here. Uh, we did great. Uh, we, um, afterwards... The... No, serious. I was joking around, but could you seriously tell me the first night you met your wife, Heidi? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm starting to... Get the no, same feeling I had. For the Can last you tell story. me a seriously story? Uh, tell me about. Okay, when, but do you want to hear it? Because the, I'm starting to think you don't. Because no, no, about the birth of your child. With, Tom, you're no. overreacting. Right. Don't you think he's overreacting? Yeah. All right. Oh, come on. Maybe I'm being too sensitive. Oh, all right. I'm, maybe I'm too. All right. If everyone says so. Come on, it's a comedy show. I can only tell you how I felt. What was it like, the birth of your son? Oh, that was the most beautiful experience. When I came. I'm starting to hear it again. All right, maybe I'm, maybe it's just me. Uh, it is the, a miracle when you see your child for the first time. And let me tell you, I got a little weepy, uh, and it was just fantastic. See, Todd, I feel like when you when I hear that song, I feel like maybe there's not that great of an interest in the story. I mean, maybe it's just me. I don't Tom, know. I got to talk to you serious. Yes. Man to man. Sure. I think I'm going to vomit. Oh, Wow, I just got nauseous. For Is real? Is that bad to admit that? <laughs> Next thing I pass out. What would you do if I passed uh, out right you, now? Could I, you could you make the well, eulogy? If you were going to throw up, you know what I would do? I would turn your head to that trash can I'm not can kidding, but I feel you. fine now. Pass. Because you would not like to clean a vomit. You wouldn't. I, I've, I've, have I guess. Has anyone here never cleaned a vomit? Never? Seriously? No, because if I had to clean up vomit, I would vomit on top of it. Once you, I thought that's what you're never, supposed to do. That's it the cleaning agent. It's hard. I've done it a few times, mostly when my mom. No, I'm kidding. I didn't want to. I didn't want to take responsibility. It was me. 
I remember once when I was like 24, I vomited at a comedy club at night, their New Year's Eve party, and I vomited in the bathroom. But it was a little comedy club. It wasn't like a helium or an improv that had a janitorial staff that would come in the next day. So I said, please, just let me do it the next day. It'll make me feel better. Don't. And they let me. I was like, ugh. Can I, tell I brought tits. like five, six towels over from the hotel. Ugh. And just, it was gross. There's no way, you know, the Did audience. that count as one of the shows? What could they pay you <laughs> to vomit? <laughs> what to wipe up vomit? No, no, that's part of your show. Todd's act—he throws up on and the then third he, show. Then he wipes it up. <laughs> that's his oh, performance art. Can I tell a real quick story? I got in trouble. It can be a long story. Uh, like ten years ago, I got in trouble, and so I had to do a sheriff inmate labor detail where you go pick up trash. Uh-huh. But this particular day, they took us to the animal shelter, and they had me like scrape up dog shit. And I was sitting there like gagging. Oh, I'm Eric oh. Olson. Oh, I got an orange vest. This is a They respect me because of my orange vest. That's, that's the exact opposite. I'm a felon. I work with animals. I got a tear shaped hat too. I'll be picking up dog shit. I hope it doesn't bother you. Part of me, the queen. moment I pick up dog shit. Literally not a brag. I was crew leader. So I was gagging. I thought I was going to throw up. From and the dog so, shit. So I went and I told the, the deputy, I go, look, I can't do this. He goes, it's either that or go to jail. And then there was like two minutes of silence. He goes, hello. And I go, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you're going to vomit, I, I got used to well, growing up with a lot of dogs. You had to pick up dog shit. And boy, I don't mean to brag. But uh, yeah, you're thinking about it because you're like, I yeah, really. Jail's better. <laughs> maybe jail's better. How long would you have to go to jail? Well, the whole day and night. I, well, I think it was three days. What do they do in jail? They t- I heard they tickle you. Nah, my brother, he wasn't in the military. He just was guessing. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I want to, first of all, thank you all for being here. I think we can all uh, learn different things and make ourselves better people, uh, you know. God bless you. It's a joy to come into your homes. We love you. Pause it. Now, why do I think this guy is is just so phony? What's his name? Joel Austin. And and there's probably a lot of people going, oh, no, he's the best of them. That guy's entertaining. He's charming. But he's also using that charm. It's like a comedian that is funny from their bones. But when they're on the wrong side of a social issue, they're more dangerous. If he's charming and peddling shit, uh, on the on the heels of just some really good stories that have nothing to do with religion, just have to do with decent behavior. Uh, you know, you could take behavioral classes and be able to preach a lot of this stuff, and then you tie it in with this when it doesn't have to be tied in with that. Uh, but he just listen to him. Give him ten minutes and tell me if you're like, be honest. Go, oh no, he comes off. I don't agree with his message all the way across, but he comes off genuine. I just think he's like, who buys this bullshit, even the tone of his voice? And I know I'm overselling it, but you have, I really want you to go after. Listen, give it a few minutes and go, no, no, you know, that, Todd, I think that's in your Every head. In our area, please stop by and be a part of one of our services. I promise you, thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you again for coming out. I'd like to start with something funny. And I heard about this 92-year-old man. He wasn't feeling up to par, and he went to the doctor for a checkup. A few days later, the doctor saw him out walking in the park. He had this beautiful young lady by his side, and he seemed as happy as can be. The doctor said, wow, you sure are feeling a lot better, aren't you? He said, yes, doctor, I'm just taking your orders. You said get a hot mama and be cheerful. The doctor said, I didn't say that. I said you got a heart murmur. Be careful. (laughs) Hold up your Bible. Say it like you mean it. 
This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. How could he put the drums in there? That's embarrassing. But listen to what he says. Listen. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about the power of I am. What follows these two Pause simple it. words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this his hour special? <laughs> this is his <laughs> well, Netflix special. I feel like this is a stand-up com, a bad stand-up comedian doing generic material, but instead of selling uh, magnets for the refrigerator or T-shirts, he's asking you to give 10% of your income. Do that joke right. as Rodney. Which, oh, I don't even know what the joke was. It was something like... He goes, he goes, hey, you have a, he goes, I went out and I got a heart murmur. I thought you said heart murmur. I had a little thing with a thing. Am I, is I close enough? But I'll you, tell you, the guy showed up with a hot blonde. I said, I thought you said get a hot model. I said a heart murmur, you dumb fuck. But it puts into question. Hey, with a thing, with a thing, with a thing, with a thing, with a thing. I'll tell you, my mother, she didn't do good either. It's a real thing with a thing. I'll tell you, with a thing, with a thing, with a thing. Just anybody can do these. They're easy. I'll tell you, my sister, she was a penguin. <laughs> I was walking in the park. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what I think. I know, but a little bit. Hey. <laughs> hey, my heart. Say it loud. Yeah, Louder. <laughs> no, go, hey, I want a thing. Do a Rodney mock and brism. No, you I want a thing with a thing with a thing. Oh, hey. Hey. I think I'm saying thing. Hey. Hey, I was going to say. Hey. Right, do one more. He's good at it. Do one more. Hey, I'll tell you what the thing with my wife who went with an air conditioner. My son's not too smart. He went a thing with a well outside with a rake. Hey. Hey. Louder if you don't have a microphone. I beg you to project. Hey-oh. I'll tell you my sister's not too great either. Gonna the other day with the with the, with the, with the uh, trail slide. Trail mix. Hey, I'll tell you the other day. No, she sat on the roof with an ostrich. Joe Olsen. Oh, hey, anybody? Hey, at my house, we pray after we have sex. Hey, at my house, we pray after. Hey. Hey. Fuck talking. Licked and fucked in. Fucked and shicked and shit and fucked in. Hey. Hey, Jack Daniels. <laughs> I was about to say Jack Daniels. There's a bottle of Jack Daniels hey, here. I was just looking Are you stealing? Well, didn't someone else use Jack Daniels? Yeah, he just did. Oh, he did. Right about when I was about to go, oh, there's Jack Daniels. I'll mumble and then say Jack Daniels, and I'm out of this. All right, finally got one. Oh, God. Do you want to hear more Joel Osteen? Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Really, let, let, let it breathe, because this is... Uh, now, listen, he's going to say things in there that are... That doesn't mean I have to be completely wrong about my smell of him. It, it, just because he says some things, oh, that makes sense. That's just... Yeah, that's but it's being used in the name of yeah. These are just great life lessons. You can get a well, book. Well, it's like you said. What is your gut feeling about this guy? The way you, if you're going to go buy a car. What? Why does his tone bother me? What is it? It's that insincere. It's, too, it's insincere. It's practiced. It's it, you don't who, get a sense he's interested in the truth. You live. I am blessed. I am strong. I am healthy. Or I am slow. I am unattractive. I am a terrible mother. The I am's that are coming out of your mouth will bring either success or failure. All through the day, the power of I am is at work. We make a mistake. I am so clumsy. We look in the mirror. I am so old. We see somebody very talented. I am so average. We get caught in traffic. I am so unlucky. 
Many times we use the power of I am against us. We don't realize how it's affecting our future. Here's the principle. What follows the I am will always come looking for you. When you say, I am so clumsy, clumsiness comes looking for you. I am so old, wrinkles come looking for you. I am so overweight. Who is it? Who is Somebody it? The door. Hey, it's clumsy. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm looking for one of you guys. I'm clumsy. What's your name? Don't lie to me. I am Eric. All righty. I'm clumsy. Oh, I'm the guy who tripped down What's the stairs. What's your name? I, I'm clumsy. I'm the guy who tripped down All the right, stairs. Not you. I'm looking for. Whew. Hmm. Just walking around the neighborhood. And uh, how about you? What's your name? Uh, Jimmy Popcorn. Yeah. Well, guess what? Meet my brother Paul Sandwich. <laughs> Big fucking joke. I'm changing my clumsy voice. Yeah, you think it's a big fucking joke? What's your name? Bob Schmooky. Well, I'm clumsy. I was looking for somebody, but he ain't here. I'll see you later. The good thing about my show is you don't have to have a good come looking for you. It's just like you're inviting them. Whatever you follow the I am with, Try to listen. you're handing it an invitation, opening the door, giving it permission to be in your life. Now, the good news is you get to choose what follows the I am. This is why Morris is the, the sun saying, and the air of a shyness that is criminally vulgar. Come looking for you. Pause it. I didn't hear what I Tom said. What did you say? This is why Morrissey is the sun and the air of a shyness that is criminally vulgar. What does that mean, seriously? Uh, it was a, a lyric where Morrissey says, I am the sun and the air of a shyness that is criminally vulgar. So you know what's going to happen? The sun and the air of a shyness that's criminally vulgar is going to come knocking on his door, and he's never going to be a success. Well, God, this is out of my league. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Morrissey was being You're sincere so with his feelings, whereas perhaps this chap is not being sincere. Are you making sense? George Carr, are you making sense? Morrissey yes. was being sincere. This you guy is being manipulated. Hold on one second. Wait, is Morrissey in the New Testament or the Old Testament? <laughs> I'm not sure. The Book of Morrissey. I know. You mean the musician. Yes. Singer. Yes. So Performer. This guy is filling time with Famous Deegan. Famous Deegan. <laughs> <laughs> you just made words up. <laughs> Famous vegan. Uh, yes. He's insincere. This is sincere. That's a weird transition. This is oh, this the same guy? Let's play Todd, more Joe. I'm not to, done with Joe. I swear to God, Ross that's Joel Osteen singing. It should be. That's a, like the uh, Church of Sam Kinison. No, play uh, the uh, R. Uh, do we want to hear more Joel? I want to be in the moment. Okay. That's the way up. my new show is. We're in the moment. Do you want to hear more Joel Osteen? Yes, yes. Todd, we're all agreeing. Uh, by the way, it's not doing me a favor. i got to pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we're going to play uh, uh, Joel Osteen, that, that preacher. That's oh, all right. Why are you sorry? It's your birthday. It's your birthday. You don't, hey, you know what? It is your birthday, and can I tell you something? You don't have to be sorry uh, on your birthday. Uh, we even made you a special song. I'm sure this he knows to play.
birthday, John Wagner. Wow. Wow. People should feel special on their birthday. Yeah. That's our main goal, to make John Wagner feel like he made the right choice. No, you shut the fuck up. Take no. Shut the fuck up. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. We want to be nice to you. I'll be nice to you. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You'll enjoy your birthday and our compliments. Shut the fuck up. We want to be nice to you. We're going to be nice to you. Shut the fuck up. We want you to feel loved. Shut the fuck up. 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 John Wagner, shut the fuck up. John Wagner, shut the fuck up. John Wagner, shut the fuck up. John Wagner. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. But when you say I am healthy. Can you pause it one more time? Can you really, and when I say it to you, I say it to myself. I drift. Really soak in what he's saying. Starts heading your way. I am strong. Strength starts tracking you down. You're inviting that into your life. That's why you have to be careful what follows the I am. Don't ever say, I am so unlucky. I never get any good breaks. You're inviting disappointments. Keep in mind, if there's something to be learned just by, I think I've said this, but I'm saying it another way. If, if through this all, there's like, actually, that's a good little piece of life information. We don't have to, we don't have to mock it. We can go, that is a good little piece. Simple, but, you know, it might not even be that. I'm not sure. Just in case it happens, I want to predict it so I you know, don't look wrong. Um, but what he uses it for, like Eric said a minute ago, that's the pro- that's the problem, no matter what. But I'm uh, I want to let it breathe a little. Maybe he's got some nugget can make my life better. I am so broke. I am so in debt. You are inviting struggle. Sure. You're inviting lack. Right. You need to send out some new invitations. Get up in the morning and invite good things into your life. I am blessed. I am strong. I am talented. I am that. Well, that is true. That's like when, you know, that's like when I used to live with that family in Orange County when I first moved out here. We'd go around the table, think of one nice thing that happened to you. And I always remember their youngest son, Randy, would always go, well, one good thing is that I, if I didn't have to do this, right. you know, but I did it. And, you, and at first I was like, I was like, I don't have anything. And then she goes, it could be. How about those cookies you found today? I go, oh, it could be that. She's like, yeah. So I was like, oh, I have those. But then you think of better ones. What's one nice thing that happened? It could be simple. It could be complex. But it, and it's usually pretty short. You know, we didn't go around telling stories. Like, would you have one that happened today? Something nice to you, Aristotle? Uh, I went to go vote, and then I went to go eat a <laughs> uh, vegan chili cheeseburger with chili cheese fries that were on Tommy's level of chili. What? Where? <laughs> Um, and then what about you? Can Keith just project real loud? Something simple but nice, n- but be serious. Well, it can be silly. I don't care. Um, I went to the dispensary today, and they only charged me half of what they should have. Well, that's, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> I'm sure I thought. Is Nick Lipa here? We, anytime you ask him something nice that happened in his life, I had good pot today. And then you ask him a week later. You go, that's okay. Maybe that day he got some good pot. He goes, I, had, I got more pot. I'm like, do you have anything else you're grateful for? I know he listens to the show. Uh, yes, young, young man. Uh, 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 um, Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> Solomon. Uh, I'm grateful so- that I uh, got to find a deal with Todd Glasgow. Wow, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take it. Lynn, and don't make a joke. Well, if Teresa was here, she'd go, listen to Todd. I know the way it works. No, no, what is, your, what is yours? 
Wow. That was mine. I was going to say. I... <laughs> no. Did you no. steal yours, Lynn? Oh, he. What What is yours? Did you have one already? Uh, yeah, I I got to see um, Vince today, who's uh, my yeah. one of my best friends in the world right yeah. now, and I saw his face approaching the the restaurant, and immediately I felt great just by you seeing should. his face. Because you know what? Now. <laughs> And then I got to get a, I got to hug. You get to hug Lynn because there is a lot of people that haven't seen each other in a while. Some friends meet old friends, but it's a good energy. And my, this isn't mine, so this doesn't count as mine. I'm just tagging yours. Uh, I got to meet Vince. Yeah. So that was, like, uh, exciting. And, it, and instant just comfortability. And like he, but fuck, right? Yeah. Sometimes, uh, well, it's like you said. About me, me, you wanting me to sing later in the show. Yes, and as soon as you like, said that, I felt please really good. Sing. I'm like Todd. Can you do me a favor and just sing? And what's yours? Uh, having you, Tom, and Lynn here, you're three of my top four favorite people. Really? Wow. wow. John That's Wagner to George. Carlin. John Brand Wagner yourself. Well, I'm number one. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, to George Carr, I said, play the song anytime. I don't give a shit. And it, I go, just surprise me. I want to fuck you, baby. But your door is closed. This is, this is, uh, this is seriously, I swear to God, this is one of Solomon's songs that he wrote and he produced. I will fuck you in the toilet. He tells me to listen. I'm like, Solomon, this isn't. He goes, no, it's serious. It's a love story. I want to fuck you, baby. All right, no. And what is yours, John? Something nice that happened to you today. It could be simple. It could be, could be anything. My roommate gave me a birthday card. Wow. Oh, that, that's nice. Yeah. Simple act of kindness goes a long way. I remember one night when I came home and Nick Lipa was here, and I didn't want to do anything on my birthday. I just didn't. But some years I do. I'm not, like, fanatical about it. But guess what? When it was midnight and Nick came out with, like, a piece of cake and a candle, I was like, shut the fuck up. You know, it's so, so nice. You're like, yeah. Does, and uh, Vince, uh, do, you wanna, do you have one? Yeah, yeah. I guess they're, I guess they're hanging out. Ah, uh, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. That's what? Right. Yeah. Look at that. Toddy was pointing at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did know that, by the I way. Know. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, what about so you, Todd? Well, I don't want to. Oh, come on. I got a new Escalade. No, I'm kidding. That would be like the most heartless. <laughs> Everybody has heart-filled ones. I got a new Escalade, and I had the wheels blacked out. Blacked out wheels matter. Ba-dum-bum, ba-dum-bum. Boom. Um, I don't know. I but, mean, uh, mine's was about food. No, no, mine was about. Mine is, well, two things. If I don't, if you, if I may, <laughs> um, and I don't want to say that mine are, uh, you know, they're all important. Everything we all say is important, you know. But I will say this. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I like to say that. No, what if I made a bigger, good deal about mine? Two things. One, I voted, and I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself. Eric uh, helped me. Did we talk about this already? By you saying, do you want to? You know, you don't want to say you didn't vote for the right for the woman. You don't want to go down in history. We got Her so story. caught up with this whole thing, whether who you like and what you want to vote for. But there's a yeah, woman. I said in, in 30 years, when someone asked you, did you vote for the first woman president? 
you want to 100% be able to say yes? Right, right. And that, if you sh- oh, oh, we did talk about this in the opening. Yeah. And uh, so that's that, hard and then, for me and then, because I'm more advanced and I don't see gender. <laughs> so I'm not sure what you're talking about. You just see, I don't see anybody. Like, I used to say that in my act. Like, I, I don't see even things different. Like, I talked the other day, I was having a it's conversation a with dog shit for an hour. <laughs> and somebody goes, Todd, you're talking to dog shit. I go, I don't see dog shit. I just see if somebody wants to have a conversation with me, if the dog shit, it could be a person, could be black, could be white, could be gay, could be shit, could be a flower, could be a dog's ass. I'll talk to anything. Can I say my one political thing? And the, sure. And it relates to your serious show you did uh, on Monday. Do you want music? Um, yeah. Okay, sure. Okay. So I read a book recently. Yes, I know. I read a book. Um, and it was about a book about near-death experiences, and it talked about all these people that went to... They died. They clinically died, and they all have the same experience where they go to this white light, and then they have this experience with... Uh, they get messages of love, and then they come back into their body, and every one of them says the same thing. They say, while I was dead, I got the message that we should all... Vote for Donald Trump, and I thought that's weird. no, the opposite. I think it's just weird. It's like people come back and they never say we got to build a wall. Uh, the right. energy of love was telling us we need to build a wall and separate each other by race. No, they come back and to a person they all say we have to love each other and care about each other, and they and so it's it gets to what you were saying in the other show about the kindness has to be the ground floor well i i, 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 I everything and it's just this book was fascinating in its own what way what was the but, book called uh, gosh i can't remember That's okay. it, was, it was about a doctor who had done a lot of surgeries and started compiling these near death experience stories and they were so okay, similar thank you yeah, that, i love that you tied similar. it in and they all had an experience of right. love and connectedness and that <laughs> so makes it, so much sense when you hear that said that way and that's why um you know Believe me, I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer of, uh, you know, it, it just come on. Just try to go 30 years ahead like you're doing and go just use common sense. Is someone going to come back and say, like, why didn't you build the it, wall? But here's what it basically is. <laughs> Whatever somebody I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Whatever it ends up being, no matter how egregious everyone thinks it is. 30 years later, it just seems right. It seems right. It doesn't seem like. There's no debating it. So whatever somebody brings up, that's why I always say, I'm, I'm serious, here's the way I go. Whatever anything gets brought up, whenever there's a group that's, unless it's somebody complaining about their hat, I'll take that into consideration when it's sometime to tell someone to lighten up. But I don't throw it into the lighten up category unless it's, and even if it's someone's hat, who cares if that's hurting their feelings. We always look back. And whatever it was, we're like, oh, yeah, we should have always been kinder. We should have always hurt everybody. And that way you don't look like a fool if every time an issue comes in front of you, just be overly, if that's what you want to call it, overly, no matter what the fuck it is, be caring and be decent and be kind. And you, and you won't look like a fool in 30 years. And, you know, the, the people that meet halfway, they're pretty good. I've talked about this before. I'm sorry. What, what, what were we talking about? Well, I want to go back to you. I saying- think it was. I got the idea to say it from your Monday show, and then on top of that, this Joel Olstein guy who seems to be saying some things that could be helpful. He just seems to be saying them for selfish reasons, and then uh, just with the politics and the idea that after this election is over. I would like it if uh, we could all uh, remember the dead people who came back and what their message was. And it is all the same thing you were saying. Is if we start uh, as kindness. The dead people, they're going to vote for Hillary? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, no, you think it's funny? It ain't. I laugh, and then I yell at myself. So I hope that we can all uh, get over and remember that we're all Americans. Can I tell you something that Eric said? And look, uh, we're going on it. Li- I think this is interesting. You may as well talk from your gut. If you're wrong, you're wrong. But I get a good gut feeling, and I've said it for a long time, Hillary's going to win. And when she does, if anybody is curious, I'll tell them how I was pretty positive. And uh, have I doubted it? I'd be lying if I hadn't said in the last month. But for a long period, but I, th- but, uh, but I think Eric said it. How, what were you saying about... How lucky we are? Well, that was another thing about just being born during this period of, like, I know they'll come up with more technology than... Not only are we born during a period where we have cell phones and TVs and air conditioning, and uh, we're born in the United States of America. Just by pure luck. How cool is that? By pure luck when it comes to starvation... God, I swear to you, I doesn't. I can't always apply it, but I'm getting better at it, and that's w- better than worse. To be able to wake up when I'm stressed and just say that mantra to yourself, whatever it is, kids have cancer. You know, it used to be just a big deal to live. It doesn't mean you can't get stressed out, but I don't. I'm not proud of myself for saying it. See, right now, who gives a shit? It's easy to do that. I should be appreciative of what I have. I only give myself credit for applying it, and then yes, I give myself credit, and I'll give myself a little credit. If sometimes I've been able to take a day that I was stressed out about over dumb shit. Oh, I got to get my things I want to wear for my thing. Or, oh, my, I want that, those, I want to get this done. Or I want to buy that or something, you know. Some people go, I want water. <laughs> yeah. And air conditioning. Thank God I'm here during air conditioning. I know things are going to get better, easier. People are going to look back and go, so wait, they had to sit with their foot on this gas pedal for, like, what if they were taking, like, a five-hour trip? And they just said that because they were just, like, wanted to be, like, ridiculous. They would keep their hand, foot on the gas pedal for five. Well, they had cruise control, but, yeah, they could take it but leave their foot there. and that would. But they had to watch the road for five hours and be like, yeah, that's how they got places. Hey, I get it, but I don't care. As long as I wasn't here during not air conditioning. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you. I do not want to be boiling hot. I hate it. For a half a second, I go to the Grove, and I leave the shade. I'm miserable. Miserable in the sun with the, head, with the sun beating on my head. I'll never enjoy myself. I shrivel up. I want to get the fuck inside where there's air conditioning. What's this? That's been playing the whole time. Start that over again. (laughs) I don't know what they're talking about. But anyway, I was trying to be positive. I don't know how you got me off. Everybody in Wisconsin. Oh, don't build walls. Yeah, don't build walls. Just be nice. Oh, and Eric said also that if, like, we're hoping that Hillary wins, look, this is the first time you can separate everything, all the things that I really didn't like about her. You can separate those and still have a healthy conversation. Yeah, like Jimmy Dore has some good things to say. No, no one's defying that. But that, it's not like, but, but, uh, and, and again, I say it like I know it. It's not like people that, you know, I, I, when you hear me talk about the things I don't like, you're like, oh, oh, he did not come to this conclusion to vote for her because he is unaware of the, some, some of the things he would wish to change. But, um, still able to look at the big picture and uh, make that decision. But God damn it, and I'm only going to do this one more time. We were talking about that if she wins, and I hope she does, and I, I even can say I'm, yeah, why not go out on a limb? What the fuck? What's the worst thing I'm wrong? She's going to fucking win. She is absolutely going to win. But don't ask me how I know now. I always say, what the fuck? Now it's just my goddamn opinion. But if you go, if she does win, and later you want to ask me how, you're like, well, Todd, you just guessed. Mm-hmm. I think when you hear why I say that, you'll be like, oh, maybe he didn't guess. Maybe he did put some signs to it. But you said it is that time to go, yeah, we won. The, the kindness, the, the separation, going back, just like put your weapons down. You, we had a good fight, and you lost. 
you, you, the, the people that are like, let's go backwards and we need to make America great again. We all know what that fucking means. I know in certain social situations we have to act like it's a discussion. But guess what? In this room, we're allowed to go, we know what it fucking means. And it's time to go, isn't that what you sort of said, Eric? Like, Yeah, I'm full of gems. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he said something smart. Oh, yeah. What did you say? You said, like, it's like sort of just surrender. You don't remember what I'm talking about? No. Well... It was a lot good, of luck though. you are. I'm sure I'll throw more Look shit at your the way. Influence no, yeah, I think you do remember. Maybe I just said it all and I'm throwing something your way that I already chewed up. Is that what I did? Because I'm like, Eric said this and then I repeat the whole phrase. I go, what was it? You're like, well, you just sort of said it. Right now he's thinking I could have been a cop in Seattle. <laughs> you could have been a cop in Seattle. Would you have, they let you even keep your beard there? Nah, I keep that sweet mustache. You know that? I saw, yeah, they really? let. Yeah, like even in there's certain cities that they let the cops have beards and uh, mustaches. Although that's the only reason I'm not a cop right no, now. No, it is. I don't want to shave. <laughs> is that true? You've been a good cop, I bet, because you're fair and you're kind. You could have used your power like a, a good in a good way. I know. We need you could cops. still. You know, you could still be a cop, and you'd probably get into the force if you wanted Me? to be. Yeah, because I'll tell you why. Your age is perfect for that. And I just know from a few cop friends that I have, and then you—they—they're listening now. If the reason you would want to be a cop, it would—you'd speak it very well. You'd be. You'd, I think that the problem for me, though, is uh, I wouldn't want to give anybody a ticket. <laughs> well, guess what? Uncle Frank didn't. That's when that sweet corruption money starts pouring in. Oh, maybe I should. Be. My friend John, John—I don't want to say his last name. The way he said he—he he would feather out his tickets. If you heard it, I, I don't want to try to say it now. It makes so much sense. He figured out a way that you could give tickets and never really sting anybody that bad. Like he had a certain group. He didn't like to give people driving home late at night under the speed limit. Their t- their their tags are expired. This is just his thing. He wouldn't write a book on this, and that's why I'm not saying his name. But he goes, I didn't. They were hard workers, and he goes, I get it. I can't give them tickets. Plus, they're not driving erratically. The only reason I pull them over is because their tags are expired, or there's a light out on their front. But you get it. It's just an honest... But he goes, I found a group and tried to make it like they weren't poor, they weren't rich. He goes, you subconsciously do that. You know what I mean? I knew what he meant. Like, you try to think, who would you give tickets? How would you disperse White them? White men like me. Exactly. <laughs> what am I, Byron Allen? I was going to say that it goes back to your original point that life is shitty for everyone, so we just need to have compassion. Right. right. Thanks. Good save. Empathy is not a competition. And by the way, I am going to repeat myself now. It is sort of saying this, that the reason that all the bad shit doesn't end in the world is because people won't stop doing it to each other. Right now, there's somebody out there fighting. Let's take it out of social issues, and let's include the world. And I will now, this is the... You'll understand. I'm going to go full circle here. I always say this group, that group. I always forget people with depression or whatever it is. But there are people that are begging that people would understand what it's like to have depression. They're out there in the world right now. Still not understanding the transgender plight. And that's what we're saying. If there's something you have, no matter what it is, that's like this thing that's not understood, don't turn around and then be unfair to the next group. So you're right. That could include all groups. That's my point. That should include all groups. And it may be in the wash. And also because of people like me being so aggressive on you, you forget, hey, include other people because sometimes they feel left out. They're like, you know, I'm not gay and I'm not a woman and I'm not black, but I'm dealing with something and I get it. But boo fucking who. <laughs> and that was just a small taste of what you can hear on the serious show. That's right. <laughs> By the way, somebody, brought, I got some great emails. I love people that. Are that email me with some really good clean points, and you read it, and it makes sense. And by the way, they double space and make it capitals, just like I like to read it. 
the person who sent this, it was so like skipping every other line. I was like, I can read these. Nice and to the point. Great point. I'll bring it up on the next show. But like people listen to the show. And then I always say, I know it's frustrating to listen to the serious show, and I'm way off on something, which sometimes I am. I get it. Somebody's listening going, what? I'll read your email, and then I will have no problem going, oh, by the way, you know what I said last week? But I know it's difficult when you're listening at home or in the car, and you're like, fuck, he's so off on that. feels good if I'm on, but if I'm off, I'll read the email. Just know, let it go, because, no, I'll read your email. I'll come right back on the next time and go, hey, by the way, remember when I said this? I didn't make myself clear. That's not what I meant. Or I meant it, but someone changed my opinion. What? (laughs) Sure, I'm a good host. We do have to uh, care about each other and maybe understand the other person's point of view and maybe not uh, objectify people and think, oh, that guy has it a certain way. Right. There can be someone dealing with a plight, not realizing. I always make it social, but even judging people on what they look like. You know, after that guy, when, uh, when Michael Sam came out of the—Michael uh, uh, Michael Sam was a gay football player— and that there was a guy who did an editorial in Dallas. His name was Dale something. It was brilliant. Ellen DeGeneres had him on. And I would have looked at him in line. Now, I wouldn't do anything to hurt him. But why would I even have bad energy guessing that that guy does not look like, not even in the gray area of someone that had that much brilliance in them? And then after that, when I was at the line at Starbucks, I tried to look at everybody who don't. Don't know. There's, you don't know where brilliance is. Don't take for granted someone's closed-minded and maybe stupid when they could be the kindest, most gentler person. And I'm wrong a lot with that, just deciding. So it's, I, know, I, I think we're in the right. Now seems like a good time to have Lynn Shore sing uh, John Lennon. A brotherhood of 
Can I tell you, at least I'll, I'll feel better. I should have never done that dumb bit I was doing during it. I was so embarrassed. I wanted to make you start all over to George Carlin, but I thought, well, if I just make it something that didn't happen again, that it would be okay. You know, and I was, you know what I'm talking about. I thought, just enjoy it. Let it breathe, right? I know what I'm talking about. Look what somebody sent in. Aristotle, don't be jealous. Oh, I think Aristotle's going to be jealous. Darkness. <laughs> Darkness. I don't give a shit, sure. Well, it's true. You gotta go in for the clothes. It goes too fast. What? We didn't do anything. I don't understand it. We didn't do anything. What do you mean? We just sat here and talked for like two I hours. No, but it, it's like we didn't do all the things I wanted to do. <laughs> like I wanted to play the candy game. Well, let's just play a little bit of this. Do we have some music for? Let's do this. Let's play this game. How? Do let's the play candy game. Or let's do animals. candy slash how long? Do, or how about a new game? How long do animals live? Oh, this is a little sad, but it's all right. It makes you appreciate life. <laughs> I'm trying to flip it around. How how long do animals live in real life, and how long do animals live in captivity? Like in a uh, zoo, which by the way, an animal's better. I get it. Like having a shorter life in nature, I get it. It's not good. So what if it lives? You know, but it's just still an interesting thing to find out. Like if a, if a squirrel was at a zoo, or I don't know why a squirrel would be at a zoo. It'd probably be a shitty zoo. <laughs> but uh, hey, look, let's go see the squirrels. Well, you know, people live in the city. Well, there's squirrels in the city. Um, so uh, how long it lives in captivity versus uh, in nature? So do you want to play that slash the candy game? We'll do like a combined version. We have two different jingles for two different games. We'll mesh them together, and that's what we'll close with. And then here's why I feel great. And then we're going to, you know what, we will take probably a break, and then we'll find a song that Lynn can close the show with that we can all do, and it'll, that will be sure to end the show in a fun way for John Wagner's birthday show. And then we're going to go inside and we're going to watch this election unfold. And it is, I have never been more interested, you know, in my entire life to, uh, about anything, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know that, uh, sure I know like what it. people want. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to take a show to a close. Timing, each tear that falls from my eyes. Huh? <laughs> This is my mom. My mom, honest. I found this on YouTube. You know what? I like it. He's having fun. Put some reverb in it. I know how to make. I know how to produce people. Yeah, he sounds good. Put some drums in there. I know what to do. A lot of drums. Look, see what I do? I know how to produce somebody. Watch it. Close your eyes and forget that it's not good. Close your eyes. What? Blake Wexler. Blake Wexler's here. Blake Wexler's here, everybody. Can you believe it? 
Blake Wexler! Blake Wexler's here! What do we play for him? Do we have something to play for him? How was Lynn just singing with his mouth shut like that? <laughs> Lynn, do we have something? I don't get it. Oh, I know what to do because Blake's here. Pause. Pause everything. Stop everybody. Shut it Hold down. On. Okay. <laughs> Can you go get the uh, birth uh, the, the birthday cake in a can? Yes. And do you have a song ready? We have a birthday cake in a can. And it is John Wagner's birthday, so we have birthday cake in a can. Blake Wexler just came in. Blake, you're gonna you're gonna love it. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate. I'm a little all over the place, but yet in a good way. We're gonna celebrate John's birthday right now because we're gonna use the uh, the entry of Blake Wexler into the room. Blake Wexler is here to watch the outcome of the elections, and then we're gonna celebrate his birthday. Then we're gonna play a game of we're putting two games together. One of the games is. Uh, how long does an animal live like at the zoo? Like how long would a squirrel live in real in just in the nature? How about if it happened to be at a zoo where it wasn't going to get killed? Now, I know the answer to that. Slashed with when was this candy invented? Then, it sounds like a lot, but the birthday thing is going to be a few minutes. Don't show anybody what it is. And then we're going uh, to talk about um, uh, John's birthday. Then we're going to play that game, two games mixed with one, and then Lynn's going to close out with a song. So we know exactly where this show's going, and it's going the crescendo, and we're very organized. So can I get a little Candyman in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the house? And in celebration of John Wagner's birthday, we have, what's it say on the can? Can you show John the can? In, what's it say? It says cake in a can. Now, hold on. Can I be the person that gives everybody? This is cake in a can. Well, we play Candyman, and everyone describe what's going on while I'm walking around the room. I'll be right back. Giving everybody cake. Walking, spraying, spraying cake in people's mouths. Todd's got, uh, Tom's got a mouthful of cake. Oh, that was good cake. The Candyman can. I can't believe Blake Wexler's here, man. How did I they follow him on social media. Me too. Hey, Blake, I follow you on the social media. I'm the guy who likes all your pictures. Everything Blake does, I just like it. I've never not liked a post. Blake Wexler. He'd make a suave face in his Philadelphia jersey. I like it. He'll make a joke. It's not even that funny, and I like it. Uh, he'll make a crack about a girl, a gal friend of his. I like it. Here we go. I just like Blake Wexler. He's a likable guy. Wagner's birthday. Oh, John Wagner's birthday. Yeah. Everybody. Who has a birthday? Who has a birthday? He's happy as can be. Happy as can be. He's on the Todd Guy Show, and it's his birthday today. John Wagner. John Wagner. Oh, John Wagner. Oh, John Wagner. 
He's on the Tagla show and he's celebrating his birthday. Oh, he's happy as can be. He's as happy as can be. Woo! He's on the Tagla show and he's happy as, as can, can be. be. It's his birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear John. Take it home, Lynn. Take it home, Lynn. Everybody. Happy birthday to you. Wow. Nothing's more fun than that. Now, this new game. We're going to play for keep it. Let's do, let's do, talk about a tease. We're going to do only one of each. And then Lynn, then we'll do it down another show. And then Lynn is going to close with a song. This was a lot of fun. John, did you feel good tonight? Well, that's all we wanted to do. Well, we, we only live so you can be happy. <laughs> no, that's our reason now. We have no other reason. Huh. And then, um, so do any music for the new, uh, hey, how long does this animal live in the nature? And how long does it live if it was at a zoo? What do we have for this? Can I rephrase it? Life expectancy and yeah, captivity. Yeah, say it better. Why can't I All say right. it? Life expectancy and captivity versus life expectancy in the wild. Wow. Give, make it like, do it now professional. Well, the next oh, let, me, is, let me set it up. <clears throat> and now it's time for... Life expectancy and captivity versus life expectancy in the wild. Okay. Okay, now, now uh, Eric, do you want to do, do it? Do you want to intro to it? Jack, I get some intro music. No, do you seriously want it? Of course. Okay. How long does a squirrel... Can I ask you a question? Ooh, are you going to be mad at me? Did you like the intro music? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just do your thing. Do your thing. No, will you do it again? <laughs> well, it seems a little well, much. we should do it from the beginning. Okay, okay. I just All thought right. maybe it was too much because I like it so much. We're now playing How Long Does a Squirrel Live? Oh, all right. Okay. Now, so it's how long does a squirrel live? I know the answer to this, so I will not play this game because I'm a very honest person, even though I steal a tremendous amount of hotels, towels, <laughs> and maybe a light bulb, and, okay, a down blanket. I was young. I was 40. What did I know? Um, okay, so do, do we, what happened to the music? Specifically, the eastern gray squirrel. So how long does it live in captivity? Uh, yeah, let's do that one first. Okay. okay. All right. <clears throat> let's do both now. Okay, I'm going to say captivity is 15 years, the wild six. Okay. Uh, do you want to go, uh, uh, Aristotle? I'll do go you, eight. I'd like an intro, please. Oh, you do? I'm professional. Sure. I'd, like, I'd like it to seem that way. No, no, it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, in, in, okay, go ahead. I'm going to guess uh, eight years in captivity, four in, oh, no. Eight years in captivity, four in the wild. Okay, and also, can I be the one that tells? I want to be a part of this. I can't guess because I know the answer. Can I be the one that tells it, or is that really your job? Well, it's really okay. I'll my be excited job, that you're getting to do it. No, I'll, I'll let, let you fill in this week. You will. Yeah, that means a lot to me. As long as we have some intro music. Todd, what if you did a deep tease to the next show? Find out the answer. No, that's mean. That's mean. That's mean. I'll put it on the after show for a dollar. Show's over. How long does a squirrel live? <laughs> Find out at toddglass.com. So do, uh, tell us do you tell us wh- wh- which one? Uh, I would say... Do you, do you even know what we're playing? Do you want intro music? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I want intro music, but I want to count it in. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, and 
Okay, go quickly. We have we're in a hurry. One, two, one, two, three. Hundred and twenty. That's good. And uh, uh, Solomon, what do you say? You don't want to play? You know what? Get out. Oh, what do you? Oh, wait, I have laryngitis. He's acting. Like, I got throat problems. Uh, 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 Blake Wexler. You want intro music? I you want to be rude? May I have intro music? Oh my God! <laughs> oh, what are you holding up two fingers for? Oh, play it twice. Do you mind? No. All right, play it again. Okay. Oh, Blake, stop it, Blake. Okay, this is it. He held up. He wants one more. Can I get one, one more? Do you really like it that much, or you just know I like to play it? Be honest with me. He's holding up. Okay, He's holding good. up a sign that says, hit me, baby, one more time. You want again? You want again? Play it again. Play it again. No, no, no. Play it again for him. Make him happy. He likes it. Okay, go ahead. Now answer. Yes, for an honest answer. Oh, you went the other way in captivity. Okay, uh, can I get some intro music? Do you want to guess? Uh... Yeah, I'll take guess. Okay, cool. So in the in the in the yard of your house, I try to break it down for people that are more common like me, or it's some place where it's not going to get eaten by something. Oh, okay, cool. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, three years in the wild, six years captivity. Lynn? I, I, can I play my own intro music? Sure. <laughs> Wait, this sounds a little like this. All right, so I think it's... Um, I'm going to play my, oh, my intro music again. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, my guess is... In a weird way, I feel like Lynn is the closest. <laughs> well, I know the answer, but I'm still not sure. That's what it's like being me. Like, my teacher would give me the answers, and I'd still get it wrong. She goes, Todd, I told you that. I go, I know I forgot. From the minute you said it. Okay, can I? Uh, you want to tell? Or am I the guest teller? You, yeah, I'm the guest teller. Can we play you some? Sure, I don't care. Now, remember, everybody, there's a lot less traffic in captivity. Also, right. where where did you get this information? Uh, a guy uh, suck, uh, licking a guy licking the curb. You doubt? And I, I figured <laughs> Aristotle's doubting our information. Oh, uh, well, uh, hear ye, hear ye. Where are you uh, getting this information from? Before I indulge my letting it soak in, ladies and gentlemen. No, we got it from Google. Uh, it makes sense though. It's a Google. sad one Dot though. Com? It's sad. No, my uh, Google and my uncle Giggle <laughs> and their daughter Dickle Dick. And their son, Ficklefuck. And their mother, Micklemick. And her dad, or Dickledick. Okay, listen, this is just filler at this point. two kids named Dickledick? Eleven months in the wild and almost uh, 18 years in... in Are you serious? Well, because it's probably like a cat, and the same thing with a cat. Like, it, it has the ability. It's in... Oh, that's sad, but it's still better in the wild, I guess. That's why it's a big deal just to exist for an animal. Just existing. Wake up and stop. You know, try to appreciate that stuff, right? Eleven months and. Am I right, to, uh, uh, according, sir? According sir? to this particular website, yes, about eleven to eighteen months in the wild, and about uh, fifteen to twenty years in captivity. Wow, wow, that's incredible! Wow, Tom, you were fun tonight. Thanks, you were fun. <laughs>
You were fun tonight. Aristotle was fun tonight. You were. Damn right. I was glad you were here. I'm glad I'm here, too. But before we say goodbye to you, we're going to play the candy. One round of the candy thing. Ooh. I give. I'm. People are so proud of me now. Like you said, oh, they're going to do the candy thing. Lynn's going to sing. And then we're going to go inside and watch what I hope to be the most exciting night of my life. I am predicting that I'm going to jump around and how be so you, proud. How did you get Hillary Clinton to come to your house? Well, wait till you see what That's happened. That's a big day Mark Maron, eat your balls. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was aggressive. Um, uh, that I'm going to go inside and I'm going to be proud of our of our. Uh, the only lesson to learn here is that everyone that feels some way has to speak up. To me, that's the lesson learned. This could have happened quicker, but it's. I don't want to say why I think it, but I will say when shit hits the fan, look, we do progress, and I think with social John, media, we're progressing. W- let me. I think we're progressing a little too fast for certain people. That's what's happening. We're progressing a little too fast for certain people. But I promise you that I think the world is going to make us proud. It doesn't mean we have a lot more fighting to do, but it's okay for one night tonight to go, the world made me proud. We stepped forward and said, no, this is not the fucking way we're going. And the other people need to drop their weapons because I love that somebody said today, be kind. You have to understand, even though we think differently than them, they are doing the exact same goddamn thing we're doing. And it's fighting from their gut what they think is right. And I understand that. I really do. That's all they're doing, exactly what we're doing. The fact that we think they're wrong about what they're fighting for and what we think is right only history will tell i'm taking a good goddamn stab at it that i'm on the right side of history but in the meantime they feel they're doing the same thing we are doing from their gut from their same gut you have they are fighting for everything they think that is right and they're only doing it because they think it would make the world a better place so with that said and that says that i get into their head and i have a right to they're going to be very goddamn disappointed but at the end of the day put down your weapons you lost Put down your weapons, you lost. We stood up and we said, no, that's not what we want. Matter of fact, overwhelmingly, you, uh, uh, or even by a little bit, I don't think it's going to be, you lost. Trump won. You motherfucker. I bo- oh, fucker. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, what am I worried about having good diction? Uh, good time. You son of a bitch. I believed it. God damn it, I'm out. I, I folded so quick. <laughs> now, don't we have a, a, a one round of the candy game? Then Lynn does a song. We're going to pick such a song to end with. We're all going to walk into that house on a high, and we are going to celebrate that the goodness of the world. Because I think that's what it came down to. And you know why I'm saying that? Because a lot of people voted for her thinking some th- really disliking everything. Some things about... Maybe him that they're not sure of. Maybe some things about her. Now, by the way, I get some people, they voted for her not feeling that way. But the only reason a, a big group of people voted for her, even though, and this is what I'm celebrating, because I think it is, it, is, it is to be celebrated, even not liking so much about her. Some people really think some things about her are despicable. Now, m- maybe more than me, but I'm getting into their head. I don't like things about her, too. But they said, still, we think she is the kinder person. And still we think that she will be more aware of certain people. And that's why I think it's to be proud. Because it says how much people went by certain th- character, maybe some character things about her they didn't like to go. But I still, if I put the people of this world, they're not causes. These are people that if Trump got into office would cause direct pain to. They're not issues. Who will make more people breathe easier? I'm going to go outside of my gut feeling for this about her. And I'm going to do what's right for humanity. And I think that's why... She ended up winning, uh, and I and I can be proud of that because you know because it's to be celebrated. Do we have an intro for the candy? One round of the candy game. What? Can we turn that up a little? 
Because I have it cranked over here. I know, but it's when it is cranked, then we can't hear each other. Oh, okay, you're right. But I always lower it. I like it to come in loud, and then I lower it. So give me a little. Okay, let's watch this. Here's how I like it. One round of the candy game. Wow. So what is the first one, Eric? I got a good one. Go ahead. Uh, Just in case Trump did win. What year was Warheads invented? (laughs) (laughs) Warheads, are those lemon? That's a candy. That, that sour, sour one with the guy on the, the, the oh. his face on there. Okay, do you want to go <laughs> yeah, first? Yeah, Let's I mean, make this. 2000, year 2000. We're going to just play the music constantly no, under the whole thing. We're not going to stop it. Okay, what do you want? Say it loud. Project really loud. Warheads. Oh, Warheads. 1970. Okay, 1970. Uh, Vince? 1981. Okay, 1981. Eric? Oh, you know the answer. So, Tom? Uh, 1920. 1984. 1969. 1969, Keith said. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you saved yourself. <laughs> and now, guessing what year the candy was invented, Solomon Gross. Solomon Gross is playing the game. Okay, what is it? 1980. 1980? 1980. Who you shitting? No, not to pick on your guess, but I'm telling you, that ain't going to be close. <laughs> but I'm glad you played. Go ahead. Uh, young man over there, what's your name? Wearing... Are you serious? Warhead Candy. Do George Carlin. I said 84. Well, we got oh, 81, my God. 80, are we, are we doing uh, uh, invented or introduced into the United States? No, invented. Ooh. That's your job to take if it started. I think last in... time we said Oh, no, in the United States. The United States. Uh, in the United States. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm going closer to Lynn's way. Everybody else guessed, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 1945. Sorry to do that to you. You don't want Can it? Get some intro, please. Oh, you do want Why'd it. Why'd you cut that off? Oh, I don't know. Warheads. Warheads. Oh, hold on. Stop. Oh. Introduced into the United States. Warheads. I think you owe these guys an apology. Oh, what do you? How dare you? I'll edit this out. No, really. Well, they were introduced in the United States in the year of 1993. What? Uh, I am sorry. So I am was sorry. Closest? Who was closest? Blake, Blake Wexler. Wexler. Blake, stand up and take a bow. Seriously, Blake, walk around the room shaking everybody's head. I'll tell everyone what you're doing. Blake is doing the the the. Blake is truly walking around the room shaking everybody's hand. Blake Wexler, ladies and gentlemen. It's actually too George Carlin exciting in here. Here's why Blake knew the answer. Tell him. God bless America. Uh. My home, sweet. 
Now that's a that's a I show. I going to be so high at the end. That's a podcast. We just found Blake's ID, so that uh, made me think of a new game. What? What year was, was Blake Wexler invented? Because <laughs> Blake Wexler's an animal. Well, everybody, that is our show. Bare necessity. Did we all practice the song? Oh, it was, yeah. We all have oh, it. We know it. No, did you? Did everybody practice it? For all day. Here right we here. go. Bare necessity. Bare necessity. Forget about your job. Did you hear that? What, what a way to end this show. What a way to end this show. I'm the ghost of the future that was <laughs> almost Donald Trump. <laughs> Good night. our guest, everybody. Tom Martin, thank you for stopping by. That's right. That's a show, everybody. That's a show. Tom Martin is back on the Tom Todd Glass show. Here we go. Tom Martin is back on the Todd Glass show. I like the part where they say Tom Martin. Tom Martin. <laughs> That's it. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like. The way you are right now. The way down deep inside you. Not the things that hide you. Not your toys, they're just beside you, but it's you I like, every part of you, your skin, your eyes, your feelings, whether old or new, and I hope that you'll remember, even when you're feeling blue, that it's you I like. It's you yourself, it's you, it's you I like, it's you I like. Now entering Nerdist.com.